listen to the Black Guy Who Tips podcast because Rod and Karen are hot. Okay, I'm going to attempt to drown myself. You can try this at home. You can be just like me. Mike check one two. We record. I'm cancerous. So when I did, you wouldn't want to answer this. If you responded back with a battle rap, you wrote for cannabis. I strangled you to death and I choked you again. And break your fucking legs till your bones poke through your skin. You beef with me, I'ma even a score equally. Take you on Jerry Springer and beat your ass legally. I get you blunted off a funny homegrown. Cause when I smoke out, I hit the trees harder than Sunny Bono. Oh, no. So if I said I never did drugs, that would mean I lie and get fucked more than the president does. Hillary Clinton tried to slap me and call me a pervert. I ripped her fucking tonsils out and fed her server. My nerves hurt, and lately I'm on edge. Grab vanilla ice and ripped out his blonde red. Every girl I ever went out with is gone dead. Follow me and do exactly what the song says. Smoke weed, take pills, drop out of school. Kill people and drink, jump behind the wheel like it was still legal. I'm dumb enough to walk in a store and steal. So I'm dumb enough to ask for a date with Lauren Hill. Some people only see that I'm white, ignoring skill. Cause I stand out like a green hat with an orange bill. But I don't get pissed, y'all don't even see through the mist. How the fuck can I be white? I don't even exist. I get a clean shave, babe, go to a rave, die from an overdose, and dig myself up out of my grave. My middle finger won't go down, how do I wave? And this is how I'm supposed to teach kids how to behave? Now follow me and do exactly what you see. Don't you wanna grow up to be just like me? I slap women in each room's an OD. Now don't you wanna grow up to be just like me? Me and Marcus Allen went over to see Nicole. When we heard a knock at the door, must have been Ron Gold. Jump behind the door, put the orgy on hold. Kill them both and smear blood on a white Bronco. We did my it. mind won't work if my spine don't jerk. Out of his lines, don't serve. I'm not a player, just an ill rhyme sayer that'll spray an aerosol can up at the ozone layer. My rap style's warped. I'm running out the morgue with your dead grandmother's corpse to throw it on your porch. Jumped in a chicken hall cartoon with a cape on and beat a foghorn leghorn with an acorn. I'm about as Norman as Norman Bates with the formative traits of premature birth that was four minutes late. Mother, are you there? I love you. I never meant to hit you. Cody Bean Senior, pushing me ether. You don't know childish, nigga, me neither. East side Atlanta flies, nigga, in a Waffle House. If it ain't money, man, we ain't got shit to talk about. All right, my turn? Of course, sir. All right. I don't know who's on this is. I'm just going to read them like Morgan Freeman. <laughs> <laughs> Kennedy Compound, my 20-room house. So big, my ex-girls ain't got to move out. If you ain't talking cash, don't say shit. My bank account looks like little kids when they break shit. Ooh, hey, welcome to the Blackout Tips Podcast with your host, Rod and Karen. Uh, we're back in the house for a Thursday evening edition of the Blackout Tips Podcast. Yes, this, we uh, are. Comedy podcast three times a week where the motto is, nothing's wrong if it's funny. Yes, sir. And we're going to be talking to some funny people today. Uh, we the are. first, the, both people have been on the show before. The first voice that you heard, you should be very familiar with. Um, he used to have, you know, his own, uh, podcast in several different iterations uh yeah, but now now he just roams the uh the twitter streets like bruce banner at the end of the hulk tv series <laughs> with, his, with his thumb up with his thumb up <laughs> and his bag over his shoulder looking for a home uh That's how I feel. it's my man uh larian man say what's up to everybody larian what's happening everybody 
Yeah, this is like the the I am like the podcasting David uh, Banner. Yeah, it's, it's, I feel that way too. Like everybody, because people hit me up often, and a lot of them actually from this show. So to like all thirty eight of my fans from Man Listen, it is not necessarily dead. I my partner just got a job, and he's 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 like an entrepreneur, so he's doing so much stuff, mm. and I can't do it with anybody anybody else. It's like it's like outcast. You know what I mean? Like. If it ain't Big Boy and, and, and Dre, it's just not right. Yeah. So I just kind of, you know, I'm not doing any. I'm, I'm, you know, anybody want me to guess that's fine, but I'm not starting another podcast without him. So. Well, it sounds like that's, uh, that's you you kind of remind me of uh, Clarence Williams the Third, and I'm gonna get you sucker when uh, he's like, you know, the brothers went in with guns and they came out with jobs. <laughs> couldn't do a revolution no more by itself man yeah, nope. i'm like nigga you got a job i was you know i was really mad at him too i was like a job <laughs> he's been unemployed he's been in miami right moved down there with his old lady and he's been unemployed for like man he's been unemployed for damn near years i was so envious of this nigga i said well you went to the next game nigga the, the Knicks in the heat you know like but you ain't got no job Right, <laughs> so like that's great, and then he gets a job, and I'm like, well, now you you ruined the dream. Yeah, he's living the dream without a job. He's supposed to be <laughs> a black man. Doesn't he know that we're supposed to not be employed like thirty percent of clip? Mm-hmm. Exactly. What is he doing? Uh, like his stereotypes. And the other voice has also been on the show before, man. Um, it's our dude, Sarone Russell, um, stand-up comedian. And you can also check out his website, com. It's C-E-R-R-O-M-E, Russell, R-U-S-S-E-L-L.com. And, uh, you know, we'll have it all in the show notes for you. I checked out some of his YouTube stuff today, man. Uh, that, the Greyhound, uh, set that, the Greyhound bit that you had, man, was fucking hilarious, dude. So, uh, yeah, welcome back to the show. Say what's up to everybody. Hey, what's up, everybody? And thank y'all again for having me back, Rod and Ken. I appreciate it. No problem, no man. Problem, now, this show is going to probably not be as organized as the one where we had you on and judged the, the, the things that set black people back uh, in 2011. <laughs> I don't know if we got that much material, but we definitely have things to talk about, man. Um, and uh, I, I was really interested to have a comedian on the show, man, because uh, a couple of things that happened dealt with uh, stand-up comics, man. Mm-hmm. I, I want to know, you know, get uh, a comedian's opinion on some of this stuff. Um, well, I, I appreciate you calling me in as the comedian. Wait, you t- who are you talking about? <laughs> not, not you, Larry. Uh, I know you are oh, Hollywood shit. and stuff. I know you Hollywood and stuff, but, uh, you know, people your stature normally don't even deal with controversy. Mm-hmm. Y'all just walk away. Yep. You too big. Um, when you get that big, you can claim exhaustion and just... Right, he's like, oh, I'm, I'm exhausted. I need to go go to a retreat for for three months. Man, I want that kind of privilege so bad. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. why. I'm, that's the only reason I'm working so hard, man. I want to say I'm, you know, trying to get big in comedy for my kids and for the love of the art. But really, I just want to get away with shit. Like <laughs> seriously, uh, I want to be on Oprah. The, like the first time they catch me in the room, you know with two small Asian women and a bunch of cocaine, <laughs> I really want to go on Oprah and cry and say I was dehydrated and just... <laughs> I just want to... have made it, sir. Okay. I just want to be rich enough to actually believe that sex addiction is a real thing, you know? Right. Like that's, right. <laughs> it's, a le- it's a level of money where you get to where you can say, you can look your wife straight in the eyes and go, 
baby it's just sex addiction i just need to get some help and, right. and, and she gotta accept it like i don't know if i'll ever see that much money in my life but i thought your goal was to make enough money just to sign titties no that's to be famous enough to sign some titties oh my bad my bad i want my enough bad. money to, to, to be able to, to to get the sex addiction because <laughs> who, who all is claimed that i think eric benet claimed that tiger woods because he hadn't sold no records <laughs> <laughs> The old dude, the, the, the mummy that Captain Zeta Jones is married to. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. The mummy. One of them uh, old white men. Michael Douglas. Michael Douglas, yeah. Right, he said he had a sex edition. He was at least 147. <laughs> <laughs> He'd have been through a lot of ladies. Uh, I think Michael Duchovny declined sex, addi- uh, claimed sex right. addiction right after Californication blew up. You know, when he was when he was out on his ass after uh, um, the X Files was went bad and that movie tanked, uh, wasn't no sex addiction happening. Soon as soon as he got some more success, addicted to the pussy again. Hmm. Again. Okay, I see you, dog. And Tiger Woods, he had that sex addiction. Uh, I don't. I don't believe you can have a sex addiction if all the women you're fucking are the same type. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe they shouldn't call it sex. Sex addiction, as they should call it, I'm just over opportunistized. Exactly. Just tell, just tell the truth. Like it's, it's way too much pussy coming at me for me to say no. I, I don't know what I'm supposed to do, but I'm under pressure. It's like, just that's that's all it is. I'm, I got too many opportunities. I don't know how to handle the shit. I just, yeah, I think I think the truth is is more. I think he they should just be able to say I was fucking, and that should be the end of it. Like. I, the, the people was asking and I was doing it. Like, oh, yeah. Just, just like, wait on my first uh, press conference. All right. Dean <laughs> himself, come on. Like Usher, Tiger Woods, I have a sex addiction. Listen, I have a lot of fine women around me that want to get inside my pants just to say they did. Yeah. Well, Tiger, what you do? Tiger was the closest to having an actual sex addiction. Cause once, like, like the first ten women they showed, I was like, man, this nigga ain't got no sex addiction. But, but after the quality drop off of that next twenty, I was like, you know what, man, you might, yeah, you might have actually just been fucking anything you could find. Cause like that Perkins yeah. waitress wasn't too good. Mm-mm. <laughs> and also, Tiger had actual withdrawal symptoms. Like he sucked that golf <laughs> as soon as he stopped fucking. Yes, right. sir. Right, David. David Duchovny could still act. You know what I mean. Right. Tiger didn't even know Tiger had his club upside down. Yeah, <laughs> he, didn't even, he couldn't even think straight. <laughs> he was, yeah, yeah. He was wearing, uh, he was wearing the wrong color Nike stuff on Sunday. He was, was like, all messed up. Like, what happened to the red, uh, to the red uh, polo? Yeah. But, uh, if, if Tiger had flipped out and pulled out a driver on the green one day on a three foot putt and just shot the ball into the crowd, that's when I would have. Knew he had a problem, and also laughed my ass off. Like he, he should have pulled, laid onto a ball, ran right into the crowd, <laughs> killed somebody. <laughs> he should have pulled uh, uh, John Daly, and one of the tournaments that just started shaking uncontrollably, uh, uncontrollably, and had somebody like carry him off, and we'd be like, "See, that's that sex addiction, man. Right? He's, he's brave. He's Jones, and he need to, he need to get some pajamas set. Right? <laughs> so, he's, they're taking him to the clubhouse to hopefully find some groupies. <laughs> Like we know they're a, in there. A woman when that happened, like I said, I, I was so on her side immediately, just because I yeah. thought he was such a herb. So I was like, you know what? Take his mind. I don't care. Get him, girl. Get him for everything he worth. Yeah, I, I, like I was so happy Tiger Woods started sucking the golf. Who yeah, don't give a shit. 
I never really uh root for cheaters and shit just cause they do. So, like, I don't really believe in the whole like men gotta stick together. Like that shit. He, Tiger Woods ain't never wrote me a check. No, so he, I can't be like irrationally causing drama in my house. No, because this nigga can't keep his shit in his pants. I'm no. arguing with my wife. No, nigga, no, it's, it's not worth it. And for me, uh, Tiger Wood affects golf because when his ass was tapping out before the weekend, then ratings plummeted. Yeah, that's true. Nobody. So everybody was like, "Shit, that. Tiger, you messing up our money. Go fuck them bitches." Yeah, some more bitches. Yeah, Phil Mickelson's in there like, "Hey, Tiger, psst. hey." Going in the uh, bathroom, man. I'm gonna I watch. I'm gonna watch out for you. Yeah. You uh, <laughs> looking kind of looking kind of shady right now. You look kind of shaky, man. Yeah. Like yeah. when he came out did that press conference. Y'all remember when he came back and did the press conference and his skin was looking like uh, Lark Voorhees and shit. We gotta make you look real sick out here. <laughs> <laughs> like, yo, man. Listen, all these bitches we fucking out here. You can't manage. To not go discover. Yes. Pissed <laughs> off. You think the rest of them not? <laughs> His wife got cancer and everything. He done pull that. What's that dude? The John McClain? No, is it McClain? Uh, John McCain. No, wait. Nah, that Who? one. The, the senator, the 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 one that was going to be president, probably. Oh yeah, yeah. That's McCain, right? Uh uh-uh. uh. The one that got sued. John yeah. Edwards. Oh, Edwards. John Edwards. Edwards. John Edwards. Yeah. Uh, it was. Life was sick and all. He's all oh, poor thing, you know. In the meanwhile, you had mad chicks on the side, and then you could just be like, "She was sick, and I was emotional." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he said yeah. he was so emotional he couldn't use a condom. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was so emotional I couldn't even take these. I was so emotional I couldn't even take these women to get something to eat. Yeah, that's right. very much. And and you know what? Now I think that you know with him winning a few um right um. Attorneys, I think that they got him by the twos. You know, you get a blowjob on two. You know, <laughs> they do a hand job on on the fourth hole. You know, the the the, the six hole should let you come in the face. You know, <laughs> I you think know. he just um. I think what happened was um. He got back on track after because a lot of this happens to a lot of people when they have a traumatic shakeup in the family. Uh, he fucked around and tried to be a good dad for a while, and he wasn't used to that. Like, I remember him yeah. writing a blog post about making macaroni and cheese for his kids and shit. I was like, nigga, you are rich. Even half of that money is is still rich. You can afford to get a chef to come in and cook. You know you wasn't making no macaroni and cheese. Box macaroni and before, cheese. Before that woman left you. Now you're trying to pretend to be a good dad. It's taking all of it out, the effort out of you. Sometimes it takes... Something traumatic like that to wake you up. I'm pretty sure Tiger hadn't. He might not have hugged his kids until the shit got real. Mm-hmm. So, True. Just you know how you get. Well, I know I got three kids. I know I give them snacks to make them go away sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> if you got Tiger money, you can give your kids, you know, the kind of shit that'll keep them away for days. You yeah. Know, you just throw your kid an iPad like a pop tart, and they just. <laughs> they disappear into the night. I mean, Tiger was in there doing like uh making hot pockets and shit for the kids, and then like it was it's like he was too rich for that, in my opinion. Like that wasn't the level of fatherhood that he was doing before this. So I think it threw him off, man. He, he you know his game had to fall off a little bit because he he stepped it up and was a good father for a while. Came human for a little while because he wasn't before. Yeah, that nigga had he got his first emotion and shit. <laughs> You talking about that cyber tier? Like he one day walked in, his son was reading or something. And he was he was like, "What is this I'm experiencing?" <laughs> Feels like pride. 
coming down my, from my yes. face. Why are eyes watering? Like, <laughs> don't they call these tears? Yeah. <laughs> like, he fell, he started seeing them kids and shit, dog. That, I think that's all that it took, man. I don't know if he's, now the thing is, I don't know if he's back because he's adjusted and now he's a human being and he's back on track or if he just, Back on them white women, man. I have no yeah. idea. And, and if he is now, don't nobody give a shit because he ain't married. Yeah. You think he was wild before. Oh, man. Like, he also lost me, too, when he said that shit about having a black dick and all this shit. Because I was like, dog, you didn't you say you didn't want to be black? You ain't even black. Yo, that's why I just told him her. First off, I'm not one of these people that's like, oh, you know. If you're half black, you just black. I don't buy that shit, right? Because mm-hmm. this just doesn't make sense. If you're black and white, you're you're biracial. You can't just be anything. So I kind of dug what you were saying, mm-hmm. but then yeah, like you said, how you gonna come back? But I was the dick is black though. Right. So you look, <laughs> my penis is very large, as the myth you know states. Get the fuck out of here. He, he tried to have. Yo, he, he tried to be like um, brave star and shit. <laughs> that, remember that 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 cartoon back in the day? We was like eyes of a hawk, dick of a negro, <laughs> strength of a bear. He tried to still try to try to swipe, swipe that that penis for from the black man. Though I don't appreciate that. Yeah, dick of a coon. Yeah, <laughs> dick of a coon. <laughs> he was like, I don't want nothing else, but yeah. I'll take that dick. Man, Brave Star sure spends a lot of time over there in uh. The trailer park. I don't know what's going on with that. Anyway, <laughs> um, you listen to the Blackout Tales podcast. You can find us a bunch of ways: iTunes, Facebook, Stitcher Radio. Um, donate to the show. Subscribe. Go to our store. Uh, check out our Tumblr. Like our Facebook page. You can do all of this stuff on theblackouttips.com. We appreciate everybody that does that, man. Uh, you know, it definitely helps spread the word. It helps keep you updated. And, uh, you know, when we're doing stuff and vice versa, man, if you're in the vocal chat room where you're watching us live, make sure you hit the follow host button and you'll get an email every time we, uh, get ready to do a live show. You get an email a couple hours before, like, Hey, they're about to go live. Uh, you can donate your account too. Go to donateyouraccount.com slash TBGWT. Um, and that helps out the show tremendously also. Uh, it, we can spread the word using your Twitter account or Facebook account. Um, the official weapon of the show is... The Taser. And the unofficial sport... Is Bullet Ball. And Bullet Ball Extreme. Yes, sir. Two games. <laughs> <laughs> and today's... I've been practicing that shit all day long. Nigga. <laughs> like, y'all can't wait for them niggas say Bullet Ball Extreme. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I... Um, <laughs> That two chain shit took over my life for a while, man. I was inserting two chains into everything I did, basketball, all kinds for of no shit. For no reason, that's fun. Yeah, somebody say two something that sounds kind of close to chains. I was just, just I, I was just jumping in there. I avoided it. It, it. it felt like a cult. It was the pool it was. was too strong. I was like I don't like I know this shit ain't good, but I feel like if I listen to two songs, I'm I'm not gonna stop for like. It, it happens, man. That's what happened to me. Y'all, he's so whack, all oh, and then you just bob your head. This shit, I don't know, man. This shit kind of tight. It's just a level of. It's just. It's just a the right amount of sophistication and ignorance, all wrapped up in run. Like he's not smart enough to quite form a proper metaphor or analogy, but well, he's I'm so catchy about him, right? Man. Yeah. That's what it was, dog. Like, that shit was like, I don't know, like seeing Pootie Tang or something. I, I stayed away from it for real because I felt the tingle 
on the Player Circle song a, a long time ago because I was singing that hook <laughs> the tingle. for no reason. Like it was a you know a life mantra. Like I really meant that shit. Like <clears throat> just telling people <laughs> in normal conversation that I, you know, I ain't never ran from a nigga. <laughs> I ain't about to pick the date to start running. Like I was telling people that shit in a normal voice, and it really a lot of the time the conversation didn't even call for that that much aggression. I was just letting <laughs> them know that I wasn't finna pick the date to start running. So that that power two change is real. Like that's the only reason I'm, I don't even make fun of it because if I type it too many times, I'm, I'm eventually gonna have to go. You know, I'm going to the dark side. Yeah, you have to check it out, so, man. So, Yo, Sarone, you want to get in on this Monopoly game? Or are you scared? <laughs> <laughs> oh. Hey, man. Listen. Okay. I ain't never ran from a nigga. And I damn sure ain't finna pick the day to start running. That's exactly wow. what I was doing. <laughs> <laughs> I killed yeah. my wife. <laughs> <laughs> yes. That ignorance vacuum is real, man. The ignorance vacuum will just like slowly start me. pulling you in, and next thing you know, uh, you run around well, the YMCA. The vacuum vortex for from 1997 to 2004. I was in the fucking uh, the nigger nato, <laughs> just <spreading> around. <laughs> <laughs> nigger nato, <laughs> <laughs> just swirling the nigger, just swirling. I'm serious. I was. In the, like, I have, let's see, between Pastor Troy, a lot of this shit is, like, embarrassing to say again. Like, Pastor Troy, Peter Pablo, every No Limit artist. All, like, I lost a couple of $85 polo shirts off of a Peter Pablo song. Like, I did it once. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well. Yeah, that's something I never tried, because I say, man, if I start swinging my shirt up in the air, this is going to be over. Well, that was mostly for dudes, but um, is it? What about the uh the No Limit um era? Was you part of that nigga cane? Yep. Yeah. Oh, oh, oh yeah. yeah. I, I, I had all those colorful plastic um CDs. I stole a bunch of um uh masterpiece CDs from um from Walmart because I felt like that's what he would have had me do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we used to get a uh, we, we we used to get them. Uh, you say you would have did it, Larry? I did. I used oh. to steal from media play. Like I just me and me and Sarone just like shared a moment. I was like, Oh man, you did that too? I yeah, out of me. So you I was tied up uh, in that it's closed down now. They don't have them anymore, but I remember when they went to the last record store, I forget what they were called, like Gold Coast or something. But when they was out, I would go in there and grab two and run. Like it's nothing. Like <laughs> I felt like if I ran fast enough the people wouldn't go off. I was wrong every time. But you know, <laughs> I was a lot lighter then, so I was a lot quicker. I was never caught from behind. Yeah, we used to get uh, free No Limit albums, uh, well, CDs, at the newspaper for our school to review. And uh, there would literally be a new No Limit CD every, like, two days. Like, just... Like dudes, I mean, I don't know. P was just signing niggas like randomly walking down the street, street. at some point. Like yeah, I was signed. I was on no limit. Like at some I point, got pressed up. Things kind of went south. C murder called his case. Matt got locked up. You know what I mean? And I got lost in the shuffle. It's cool, you know. I, Yo, at some point, I feel I like to go to I, independent ride. It just didn't quite work out. At some point, I feel like <laughs> I feel like P was like he'll be eating at IHOP and he'll be like. Hey man, that was some good ass. Uh, that was some good ass service. Um, you want a deal? You know, like, like, like I would. I, I would do you like this. 
I was so lost within that foolishness. I'm not, I mean, I won't deny it at all because I tried to listen to some of that shit recently. No, you can't tell me shit about Silk the Shocker uh, charges for the game. I thought that shit was fucking pure gold. Uh-huh. I was like, shit. Like, yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> I wanted to fight them niggas at the floor. Like, nigga, what you mean, four mics, nigga? What's <laughs> <laughs> wrong with you, nigga? I tried to listen to that shit like a year ago. I was like, oh my God, my Jesus, I'm sorry. Like, I wanted to go apologize. I'm sorry. I I'm not even kidding you. My um, uh, my my stepbrother, his cousin said, "Hey man, this nigga crazy. Tell me who better, Biggie or Master P?" And I, I proudly stated, I, come, I proudly stated, Master P, nigga. Damn. Was serious as fuck at the time. I was like, nigga, you crazy, nigga, Master P. Now I'm sort of shading some bullshit. I got that. I mean, but, you know, I was a kid. That is pretty like, shameful, dog. No, no limit does prove, uh, the, you know, the hypothesis that the, the worse a rapper is, the realer he is in the streets. Because I think every last one of them niggas on that roster is in jail right now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Free one of the two. Yeah, I, I actually, uh, I think I got some uh, Silk the Shocker on here real quick. All right, let me, because cause people, uh, it's been so long, I, I, people might not even know what we're talking <laughs> yeah, about. Silk the Shocker is pure ignorance. For the record, I'm gonna play a random track. And I want y'all to know, I have not adjusted the audio to make him off beat or anything. That's just how he raps. And I haven't even heard the song. And I'm telling you, it's off beat without hearing it. That's that's how confident I am. Uh-oh. Uh This is called, This Is For My. Look alive. Recognize. My man shocking. Money. Power. Fame. You know what I'm saying? Whatever. But listen. Who you really do this for, Shaka? Shout out to him. Nobody is not listening, and nobody in the room with him, but he had to feel the need to know that we weren't listening. And like He was like, but listen, all right? I'm getting to the point, okay? I know you're tired. Is, is, is he doing like like the pre-thing for the book where you read and then you go into the story? Because I'm like, nigga, ain't no music. You just randomly talking? Yeah, I don't know. Maybe, I hope this ain't an interlude. About to see. Tell him what you really do this for. This is my third nigga. Huh? Yeah. What? My drug dealer, give me a pound to make this round. Hard to give you a hug, nigga, for my kid and a half, nigga. Fake a ten, but you complete for three and a half, nigga. See in the dark, get them shit, get them niggas to point that. Shit when they talk, yeah. Shit, nigga, push shots. Oh my! Oh, that's that's my man Silk Doggy. Oh, man, yo, I want to go back and punch 17-year-old Larry right in his face. <laughs> like, I'm going to not, as a grown man right now, 31 years, I'm going to punch that nigga in his face. Yeah. Oh. It's spitting that hot fire, man. Let me give y'all a couple more bars. Hold on. Uh-huh. Hit in your heart. I can't stop. Come on. Hit in the chunk. It's for the real. The real. I just can't respect y'all. This is one with a free out of the cot. I'm going to use the phone to make a lane. Call it for mine. Nigga, what? <laughs> That's his legacy. You will never oh, find a nigga give a terrible. fuck. That's terrible. Lil B is very fucking close. Yeah. He made I, but see, the thing, Larry, and the thing for me is I honestly wholeheartedly believe Silk the Shocker was trying. 
Like he, like I fix, I picture him in my mind looking at this paper and his face all screwed up and like reading this shit. But you know, his reading just not quite there where he can get ahead of the bar. So it's sort of, it's, <laughs> this is for my niggas. Most delusional. Cause I'm absolutely sure that Lil B is just as high and doing the same shit. <laughs> yeah. Like he, he just killed that shit. It's like, oh. Okay, so you're not gonna rhyme on beat on any of it. <laughs> it's like beat. What the fuck? I need a beat for it, dog. Beat? <laughs> Niggas like there was a beat playing. Nigga, this, this for man, my. It, it sounds like he rapping without headphones at all. <laughs> <laughs> they just don't read, and he don't hear nothing going on. <laughs> he, that's that's what it was. He he had no headphones. His headphones never worked in the booth. He, he just thought it was. He, What's the beat gonna be? Man, fuck that shit, nigga. I'm just listening. He was too. Whatever I lay down is gonna go over any beat. Don't even worry about it. He was too. He was too. Uh, he, was, he was too embarrassed to tell him that his volume on his headphones was wrong. Now everybody wants to know. Well, see, now you know. This is why they say turn my headphones up at the start of every song. Yeah, to be, to, yeah. <laughs> this is what happens when you don't say that shit and they keep your headphones down low and all you can hear is. And he, you just start saying shit. He was rapping this shit from the phone in the parking lot. <laughs> <laughs> I, I need some more of these, these hot, this hot fire, though. Hold uh, on. Can we? That beat. Holding that ground. The yeah. middle of the project still holding it yeah. down. Yeah. Love my dirty house niggas. The Come triple on. B niggas. The one that's game niggas. The, the cream oh. niggas. I mean the ones by any mean nigga. The one that keep it why you how much this is from charging to the game too why that's how fucked up i used to be in the oh that beat tight though but hey man fucking it up why he got these pregnant pauses but it's not even like he dropping like a hot metaphor Mm -hmm. or a hot punchline it's just a pregnant pause for nothing flash card right that's flipping your flash card as you you ever done a present you ever watch a kid do a presentation and like they don't know how to just memorize a little bit of what they just had on that shit yeah. So he ain't reading from a notebook. That nigga's reading by three by reading by three <laughs> by five. It's <laughs> like one bar on each hey, hey, and they not hey Larry and they not in the right order. Like, no, like, no. <laughs> you know he got a number at the bottom shit. Five, ten, fifteen. <laughs> fuck it. I read it as is. He was in the booth and then picked them back up. Oh, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> it's, this for my can't drive niggas, my Nine to five niggas, my five to nine niggas. Uh, all right. Uh, wherever you are, brother, I hope you still got some wealth, man. Yeah. So, well, I'm pretty. I think Sarone covered it. I think Sarone probably knows where he's at jail. So. Oh no, the, the Miller family. It was a. It, they all sick. Okay. To see murder because you know he actually lived up to his name. <laughs> yeah. But he became that's, that's, murder. That's, that's, I do murder. <laughs> yeah. Master P is yes, fine. I'm like, he ain't never got to hurt for money no more. And, his life. And his house is big enough that Silk could live in it for a while without even getting noticed. Like, <laughs> that nigga could be in the East Wing for months. And, <laughs> like, damn, Silk, you live there? Since when? Like, shit, nigga, like, 98, 99? Yeah. I, I don't know. Like, shit, I'm still, I'm still nice, too. I, let me kick a little freestyle. Just for my <laughs> East Wing niggas, my can't sing niggas. My living here free niggas. My, my favorite, <laughs> my, my favorite part is when he speeds up 
uh first of all karen that was too on beat second oh, of all my, bad. <laughs> my, my favorite part is when he's when he writes too much in the bar and tries to speed up and it's still oh, off beat yeah <laughs> just for my get some chicken and then try to go to sleep niggas like what why are you why are you saying like that um all right man um yeah, I'm about to say, this shit just turned into where's my 40 acres. Yeah, I didn't even, <laughs> I didn't mean to get on that at all. What I did mean to do was talk to the ladies out there for a second. So everybody just back on up while I get sexy on them. Oh, <clears throat> that's right, Karen. A lot of people don't know about this version of the song. Fellas and ladies, are you looking to spice things up in the bedroom? Well, you should be. It can never be spicy enough. Uh, have you been fantasizing about surprising your lover with an adventurous new toy or adult movie? Why not? What's wrong with you? Don't you want better sex? I know I do. All the time. Well, here's an offer you won't be able to resist. You go to adamandeve.com. That's right. It's never enough, people. It's never, oh, never enough. enough. You can touch yourself or use a toy to touch yourself. Mm-hmm. And still need more. Uh, of course. It's the one drive that never gets full. Ever. Hard, no matter how old you get. Hard drives get full. <laughs> Sex drive does not. Mm-mm. Uh, Unlimited giga- gigabytes. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> you go to adamandeve.com for a limited time only. You get 50% off of just about any item. But that's not all. Nope. And trust me, 50% off is should be enough, but it's not. Nope. When you get your one item 50% off, you also get three free adult DVDs for yes. a little inspiration. Yes, sir. Plus, and they're all slow motion white people in case that's what you're into. Mm-hmm. Plus, a free extra gift that's so sensual. So goddamn sensual. I can't even tell you what it is on the radio. We sure can't. And to top it all off, you even get free shipping. Yep, the best kind of shipping. So that means you just pay for whatever you bought, dog, 50% off. And you get that shit. All you got to do is put in the code TBGWT when you go check out. Three free DVDs of slow motion white people having sex in exotic locations. Free extra gift and free shipping. Use the code TBGWT at adamandeve.com. Yeah, and and um, this beat kind of kind of fast, so you might want to speed up the speed on your deal, though. This yeah, slow. turn it up. I to, mean, kind of fast. Turn it up to the highest level. Yep. You know, treat yourself, I, ladies. Hey, for the audience. I can tell you what it is because I ordered. But I'm not going to. It is too central. Yeah, it's too right central. Now I'm in a pair of basketball shorts, and I don't want you know. Got neighbors. I'm walking around. Exactly. I don't want to show them you know the equipment. If you feel them, you know what I'm saying. <laughs> too much lust involved in the secret gift. Right. You can't even discuss it. It's right. There's children around. It's not appropriate right now, but. Mm. People, once you get it, you'll know. Mm-hmm. You'll know when you get it. You'll be a part of the club. That shall not be named. Wait. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> all right. Just order it. Make sure you use the, the, the code. That's right. TBGWT. Get your discount, people. I've checked around. It's by far the, the best highest deal. We're the best deal around. <clears throat> I just spiked the sales. It's like, oh, shit, black plug. Nigga, that's exactly what I wanted for free. <laughs> right. I don't want to buy it. So I ordered this motherfucker. <laughs> hey, man. Hey, man, what you doing? Hey, what's this? Black plug. Right. It's, it's not mine. But uh give me that box. All right, man. <laughs> so um I got random thoughts and shit, man, before we get into some actual discussions and some articles. And of course later on we play some guess the race, the game that's sweeping the nation. Yes. Nation of racists out there that you just <laughs> you just didn't know. 
right uh here's a uh, first random thought i had man um and this is an american thing why does a napkin on top of food automatically make it trash like no matter what the state of the food is underneath it if you ball up a napkin and throw it on top of the food is it's like it's not edible anymore like you something about when you see it is just like oh that's somebody's that's somebody's trash to throw away because people assume that you're done is that can i reveal how fat i am can i can i have a fat moment yeah i I know let me guess you've taken food out the trash and finished it off I ain't that fast. Oh, okay. That's I was checking. I'm, I'm, I'm not that fast. Yeah, that's what I was saying. I'm not going to clean that part. You know? <laughs> I uh, Today I was eating lunch, and I balled up the napkin. And I remember thinking, that does, because I used to be a server too, I was like, that kind of means you're done. But I, it was fried chicken day, and it was crisp underneath it. Mm. I'm like, shit, me niggas, it's all this crisp underneath these motherfucking napkins. Better move them shits to the side. Proceed <laughs> to finish all the rest of that tip, that, that uh, wing tip. I've done that before too, so don't feel bad. I, like, don't you have to do the? Uh, and the thing is, like, if like people are around, were people around when this happened, Larry? Oh yeah, my coworkers know. Oh, okay. I have like a bad reputation slash good reputation. You know, um, like by the time I'm done with chicken, the bones are white. And that's like no exaggeration. <laughs> I, I get that shit from my granddad. Like we just, you know, my actually he's worse than me. He cracked the fucking bone and sucked the marrow out of them. Oh Jesus! Yeah. Oh, wow! Like a chicken like, vampire. I, I just pick at it and pick at it and pick at it. As you, like, so we sitting here talking the whole time we talking. I'm like, mm-hmm, my nigga, shit, I feel you. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all like some uh, y'all like some chicken vampires in your family, dog. <laughs> Old black people will embarrass the shit out of you if you invite them out to lunch with your young friends and coworkers, because they're gonna eat. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I I, I, I I do too. I, I, I like I said. I, I've learned to adjust myself according to who I'm eating with. But if I'm eating with regular people, mm-hmm, I do that too, and I'll suck and I'll smack my food while I'm eating, and and I'll belch at the table. I don't give a damn. I'm eating. Yeah, right. well, maybe I'm the only one that actually has some table manners and proper etiquette because mm-hmm. um, I'm not going to front. If I'm at, at, like, a business meeting or some shit and, like, I put my napkin on my plate and then I realize, like, fuck, man, I could go back for some of them, uh, from some of that chicken or something. I don't go back. I, I'm like, oh, it's like I'm eating trash. I don't know why, but that's how I feel. <laughs> like, it's like literally they watching me eat the trash off, off of my plate. It's my plate. It's my napkin. And I still feel a little embarrassed, man. I, I'm not as bold as y'all, man. You feel like they're emailing. They're sending emails about what you're doing under the, under the table. Oh, definitely. <laughs> Pinging each other. That's like, yeah, for black people. That the napkin usually just means you know keep the flies off my shit. Right? Well, yeah. that like yeah. I said, it's got to be the balled up napkin. Now the flat napkin is cool for uh, some reason. Yeah, 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 the flat napkin means you're trying to keep the bugs away. Yeah, maybe if you rich, the flat napkin still means trash. But when you when you grow up middle class to below, I think the flat napkin <laughs> means I don't want no roaches on my shit or something. You know, right? It's just keep the flies off. <laughs> right. And barbecue, you have to keep you know because we always have them at outside near some. Nasty ass body of water. You, you have to keep the, the, the nap. You kind of have to eat your ribs in secret to keep the flies off the shit. Yeah. <laughs> Not to mention you got to cover it up because niggas will take your shit. Yeah, that's why you spit on your food. <laughs> you that other, just just spit on that shit. That's that other element being around your family. You like you right. see this and napkin, and people gonna judge how much you got on your plate. Mm-hmm. You know, versus how much you bought to the damn. <laughs> 
cookout anyway. Right? Yes, they will. Like you know you. Well, you I'm watching too. You know your plate is too big when someone sees it and asks what you bought. Right, for real. <laughs> I'm that nigga, just in case. Because I like I, I mean I I bought some shit. Ain't no, I don't think nobody took my title yet. I'm the official nigga of the black guy who tips. I'm that nigga. I'm going to check you on that shit. I mean we had a Super Bowl party. And um, we invited some girls, like mad girls. There was a lot of girls there and everything. It was a real fun party. You know, the kind that don't know shit about football, but who gives a shit? We, we ain't invited for football reasons. But um, they brought, like, little brothers and shit. And we was like, okay, little brother, come on, cool. But these little niggas was making too many trips to the, to the you know, we had a lot of food, man. Like, it was a really, really, like, we, we did it pretty good, man. And, um... And I remember one of these little niggas, hey, hey, my man, hey, cuz, come here, let me, let me holler at you. Um, all of us put in like 50, 60 bucks a piece to make this happen, and you ain't put in shit, and you don't have a vagina, so what you do is put that motherfucking food down, because you always had a nice plate. And he was like, oh, shit, my bad, OG. Yeah, your bad. Right. Motherfucking chicken back. We're not eating no more of our shit, man. Hey, you know, you, you, the funniest part about that shit is no one has ever asked the question, what did you bring or what did you put in on this without already knowing the answer? Of course. <laughs> like they, it's, a, it's a rhetorical question like a motherfucker. Yes. Like, and you know, so I'm going to be like, oh, you going to carry it like that, cuz? Yes, I'm going to carry it exactly like that. <laughs> if I ask you, I'm already have what you bought in the back. Like, I might ask you, hey, Ain't that your second plate, Mr. Red Cups and Ice? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> One loaf of bread. You know we didn't need no regular bread, so I don't know why you even brought that shit. Silverware ass, nigga. Here you yeah. Like, why don't yeah. you? Oh, the best, the best shit is when someone brings something whack, and then you, you try to make them eat they whack shit. You be like, you be like, why don't you, why don't you put one of them hot dogs in the regular bread, man? That's what you brought, right? You gonna use my potato nah, buns? You didn't get these damn rich crackers that you brought for no reason. <laughs> uh, no, but the, we gonna put on these just some crackers. Yeah. Some niggas bring crackers and aluminum foil. Right. Uh, oh. The the only exception to that rule is the cook. Yeah, obviously the cook. You no one can talk shit to the one that no. making the food. Number one. Right. Number two. Normally that's the old. That's the oldest of G's. Like you don't fuck with that dude because normally whoever is on that grill is the the, the certified like G of the family. So yeah. you know how nice he is with it on the grill. He's yeah. sweating on the food and you just eat it anyway. Like, right. That shit. Right. He ain't got a sweat rag nowhere. No hairnet. I like my favorite dude on the grill is the dude that asks you how you want your shit. That's how you know you you fucking grill, dog. Like I don't grill like like my uncle Pete grills. Like I like I go to my uncle Pete. I'm like he's like what you want, Rodney? Because he don't call me my right name. He's like, what, <laughs> what you want, Rodney? I'll be I'll be like oh man, I'm just gonna take one of them steaks and then uh, maybe a hot dog. How you want your dog? I'm like oh yeah, this about to be good. <laughs> Like they can, they can make shit on a grill. You not supposed to grill and shit. <laughs> They're like, yeah, I'm gonna grill up some of that fish later. They're like, what? <laughs> like that's gonna be good. <laughs> we grilling fish now. Let's do we it. We barbecuing fish. I am on this shit. I'm, 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 I'm accustomed. 
Uh, I've seen a nigga do peach cobbler on the grill before. I don't even know how it happened. <laughs> I wow. bet you that was delicious. <laughs> yeah, you just got to keep the top open so it don't get smoking in the crust. Right. Like, okay. <laughs> All right. That's a professional griller. I would have just looked him in his eyes and just said, you a bad motherfucker. <laughs> right, teach me. It was, because the damn peach cobbler was great. Right. I don't know how the fuck he did it. It just not even been able to happen. You just be eating at the table like, yo, man, who made this banana pudding? Pete, on the right. grill. Cold banana pudding on the grill. <laughs> That's impossible. <laughs> this shit is delicious. Teach me your I ways. I get it from Blade on the top. This shit is great. Yeah. <laughs> you just bow and shit. You go to him like, like fucking Chill uh, Bill when she went to, to my man. Yo, I'm taking like a motherfucker. I can't think of no names right now. Just do with the long white beard. Uh, oh, the, her master? I mean, yes, yeah. sir. You gotta just go. You gotta go humbly, like yo. Teach me the ways of the grill. Right. <laughs> I know you don't want to, but I'm, I'm beg of you. Walk all the way up from the uh, lake at the bottom of the park to the t- right. to to building number seven, and I'll teach you the ways. <laughs> hey, Larry makes a good point though. That's why a lot of us don't know how to grill because they guard them secrets and they chase little niggas away from the grill all cookout. Yep. Like, they don't even want to <laughs> fuck standing over me for. And then they don't want you looking. Don't even ask them what's in that little, you know, secret uh, Ziploc pouch. <laughs> right. Nope, you yeah. better not. Yeah. And that spray bottle. Yeah. Spray, yeah, spray bottle. What's in the bottle? Yo, my sister's so good on the grill. My sister's like the grill master of the family. My sister can really grill. She was a fucking Dawn bottle. And then we'll take no fucking bubbles. I'm like, how the fuck you use a Dawn bottle? <laughs> <laughs> Flat off. Yeah, right. I'm, just, I'm petrified. Like, yo, man, what you doing? You're going... Shit gonna taste like soap. They must just. Not, not I destroyed every vittle that was on my plate. Took so much food home from the Fourth of July. You know, shout out my sister, man. So we I'm need to find out, man, what what this rite of passage is that we need to learn these real secrets. Because like, like Raw said, it's probably some meet me by a dirty lake somewhere in the middle of the night. <laughs> right. It's like a the secret association of grill masters and shit. Right. Going out there. They- and then, like, feel it like, don't wear no shoes. You're like, what? what? <laughs> yeah. They teach just, you. They just teach come you. with your spatula only. They, right. They teach you like kung, like a uh, karate kid. Like, like you, like as a, like <laughs> none of it. <laughs> yeah, none of it makes sense. They're like, six weeks the grill ain't even lit. You know? <laughs> <laughs> like spatula and some, and some apple wanna, juice, and you don't know why. It's like if you want to, if you want to learn how to grill. First thing you need to do is play patty cake for three hours. Like what? What the fuck? Why are we playing patty cake for three hours? This some bullshit. And then that day that you get ready to quit, you be like, man, fuck this. I've been coming up here for eight months. I ain't grilled not burger number one. And this is some bullshit. I'm wasting all my time in the middle of the night. And then he be like, show me patty cake. And then he throw a spatula in your hand. You be flipping burgers and shit. Like what the fuck? <laughs> I, ain't burn, I ain't even burn nothing. Yeah. I didn't even know I could do that. Right, Bur- burgers not touching the heat at all. Just what? What, is, what am I doing? All right, just man. have you punching a bag of charcoal for no reason. <laughs> <laughs> he just put a he put nasty Yoda, Mister Miyagi shit. Man. He just put a um, you know at the end. I can't wait to meet a little fucking person so they can teach me some shit. <laughs> I can't wait to meet like a three foot seven. Fucking whatever it may be, it could be yeah. an alien or you know a fucking you know Japanese dude, whatever it may take. Who's gonna teach me the illest shit on the planet? I'm be like, oh shit, nigga, I'm about to be the greatest whatever. <laughs> right. I don't know he teaches. Yeah. I know because he's diminutive and talks funny and shit. He knows some shit. <laughs> yeah, the key is to talking funny. You just get a regular little person that that talks regular English and walk away. It's not gonna work. Um, 
all right man so i was in the break uh i mean the copy room the other day at my job and someone had taken and this is weird too to me because there were two pictures of couches and they were like they weren't like printouts like someone printed them out but it looked like someone took it with an old school like polaroid camera or something it was just two couches over by the copier uh just two pictures and i was wondering like are they like taking those pictures and faxing them out or maybe making copies of them so they can sell the couches or something like that i couldn't figure out what was going on and then i thought about it a little longer and i realized someone at my office might be holding people's couches for ransom <laughs> you know what i mean they sending out the That's ransom notes right. from work because you can't trace it sweet i like that yeah there's nothing like a good set of couches they get that nice, nice sofa love feet combo if you want and, to, and you get that groove where you fit perfectly, you just you just like suck into that, you know, your perfect and, groove. And I bet you on the back of it's like, if you want your L back, right? <laughs> you want your ottoman back? You want your if you how's this stuffing looking? Please, you want to see your love seat? And it's like a picture, of like one picture of the couch is like with the cushions like off of it. Like, <laughs> like you won't ever see your couch again. You need to you need to hit me up at this number. I can't wait till I can purchase that symbol of black wealth, that big ass leather L sofa. Oh yeah, man. That lets you know. Authentic, you. not that pleather shit y'all got at the house. The whole set. I'm talking about that real nah, shit. Nah, I want that. I want that uh, porn producer black leather couch. Yes. That the good kind. with the good stitching. Yeah, the kind <laughs> the kind they do all the casting videos on. Right. They, they can take a beating. Off Lil Wayne is embedded in it and shit. You just jump. Oh, that's what he was talking about. Man. <laughs> I was like, why would a nigga singing about leather being soft? And then you said it and shit. And it was no. like, ah, I got it. Man, you catch a black dude that's in his 50s, been on the same job for about 30 years with one of them. He really is king sitting in that corner seat. Like, you can't tell him shit on that L sofa. In that, in that, in that, in that living room that's, you know, just like enough for him not to trip over furniture. Right. Just, yeah, that's the king of the castle right there, man. Yeah, because right. if he trip over some shit, he cussing everybody out, so yes. Right. And you don't know how to sit down on this shit without making a lot of noise. That's the, that's how you know it's not so <laughs> soap. Mm-hmm. They be like, cut all that goddamn noise out. I'm trying to watch some right. TV. You're like, I'm just standing still. <laughs> you sitting over there squeaking and shit, and you like, you know what, I'm trying to watch the goddamn game. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all that breathing and shit, messing up my leather. That's another thing black, the old black man love to do is tell you you fucking up his leather. You, you're over there oh, yeah. messing up my leather. You're like, I ain't even move. I'm just breathing. <laughs> I just want to breathe. Look at your ass. He's like, you ain't sitting on no towels. <laughs> yeah. I'll disrespect. Yeah, you I'll disrespect. You breathing on my shit? Come over here and try to date my daughter. <laughs> Come over here to take my daughter out, breathing all on my leather. Boy. <laughs> um, hey, man, speaking of which, uh, threats and shit. Where did the term bust your chops come from? I have no idea. I was thinking that. I was thinking that the other day, man. I heard like a quote on some, some like movie or some shit. And the dude's like, why you got to bust my chops? And I was like, how the fuck did that phrase originate? And how did it become that means you're getting in on me? Like, and I have no answer for this. There's no joke. I really want to know. Someone write the show (laughs) and tell me where the fuck this came from. This shit's been bothering me for like a week. I don't, I don't. I don't know what it means, but I can make up a long-winded lie right now. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, Johnny Hawthorne came one. All right. <laughs> right. right. He was one a butcher. Black butchers in Kansas City. <laughs> 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 you, 
peddle his meat from street corner to street corner on a wagon that he built from scrap wood. Racism and oppression while trying to deliver fine meat products. <laughs> the cops would come over and, and, and they'll arrest him, but they wouldn't they wouldn't take him to jail, they'd take his chops to jail. They beat they beat chops with sticks. <laughs> I like that. Don't write, do not write the black guy who just said gmail.com about that. Yeah. Just saw that. We good. We good now. I, I'm, I'm sticking with that. I, 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 I like that definition. I hadn't, it hadn't made it on stage. It, but one of my hidden talents is to string together a bullshit story that sounds believable. Some people call it lying. <laughs> I, call it <laughs> I, I call it a job interview. Yeah. Trust me. <laughs> yeah. I'm also proficient at this skill. Of course I know C++. I'm the worst job interviewer ever, and that's why I'm a comedian now, because I suck at every damn job interview. I don't even know how to tell you I know how to do shit that I really know how to do. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it really, when, when you t- interview me, it don't even sound like I read my resume before I handed it. <laughs> <laughs> it says here that you... That you uh, are proficient in uh, all the Microsoft suite office suites, suites uh, like Red Roof Inn. Oh. Right. That's like on my resume right now. I couldn't tell you what the, I couldn't tell you what the fuck to do. What I know how to do in Word at all. I just like I, eventually I just look. Well, can you hand me your laptop and I can show you <laughs> <laughs> what I can do? No, well, I don't, you don't want to see this because I have notes on here to say this nigga don't know what the fuck he talking about, and uh, right. I can't. <laughs> Can't show you that part of the of the process. <laughs> be like, what about the Microsoft Office suites? Nigga, ain't nothing sweet over here. I know that much. <laughs> you I, just, I, just, I just went through this struggle about five or six weeks ago, looking for a temp job in the summer in between shows, and we did. They doing like they got a new process now, so they can interview as many people, so they can dis- disappoint as many people as they can in one day. They have like speed interviewing where you get like two minutes with. One person, they got like four hiring executives in one room, and I wow. went around and embarrassed myself on the four strangers <laughs> the whole day. And like they asking you questions that I ain't no right answer to. It's like, you know, why should I hire you over everybody in this room? Like, <laughs> what in front of everybody? In front of everybody. Oh, well, hey man! First of all, two things. One. I would like the, I like the idea of somebody being like, so are you proficient in Microsoft Word? And then you just leaning forward and being like, Word. Um, <laughs> and, and then two, two, I like the idea of them asking you in front of everybody, cause it would be awesome if you turned around and just started roasting everybody like, well, don't hide it. <laughs> right. Well, they'd be like, why should I hire you over everybody else here? Well, look at this fat motherfucker over here. He ain't gonna get to work on time. Nigga sloppy ass shirt. And this chick, she, you can tell she's some type of feminist or something. She gonna be sexually harassing, suing everybody up in here that she gonna be up in HR every day. And this, That's this white dude, smart. this white dude high right now. Like, they'd be like, and all of them just get up as you describe them. That would be like, that nigga got me. Goddamn. Yeah, I am. I am high. I don't know how you know. <laughs> we'll be like passing that drug test. Talk about weed for thirty minutes before we came in here, but I don't know. <laughs> right? Like, oh, you be going off context clues and shit. Like, yo, this nigga was talking about half baked for half an hour. So, 
He tried to sell me a VCR. So uh-huh. you don't hire him. Right. Don't hire him. Hire me. Um, you, know, I, 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 you know, it's getting to the point now where I'm I'm just you know, I start my college shows or whatever back in the fall, but right, the next job interview I go on is gonna be the most honest shit that I you know, <laughs> that I ever say. And and especially when it looks like I ain't gonna get the job, I'm just gonna start talking. Like quit being nice and just, you know, where you see yourself in five years, hopefully not remembering this fuck ass job at all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, I remember my last job. Um, one, one of my performance reviews, man, like they was like, you're doing a good job and all that stuff. And then we got to the questions. I was like, so, uh, where do you see yourself and all this shit? And I was like, I don't know. Hopefully here. It was like, it was like, what do you mean? Do you, you like at the, with the company, you know, as a manager or something? I was like, no, I mean, like, here in this position doing this this is fun and i know what i'm doing and uh i don't have to worry about anything it's like uh i think you're supposed to say this yeah i don't know why they think everybody aspires to to go further in the company sometimes you just like what you do well the problem was my manager was also my friend so um i knew i knew that i, I knew that it wasn't gonna get out or nothing but i just leaned forward and told kevin he was because he was saying all this shit and i was like kevin listen this is all bullshit, man. <laughs> this all this that we're doing. <laughs> like we are people that hang out outside of work and we're sitting in here pretending like we're the most studious motherfuckers. This is bullshit. And they, right. eventually they got rid of both of us. So I guess I was right. right. <laughs> y'all, y'all had a run though, right? Remember yeah, we had a good run. Yeah. Hey dog, and we went out to uh lunch like after we got let go and you know what he told me? You were right. And I was like, see? Bullshit. Yeah, because he started wearing suits and ties and shit. Roger was like, I'm not doing that. Yeah. <laughs> That's me at the job. Like, I'm the, I'm like the militant Muslim nigga of the gig. Like, when it comes to only in, in terms of work. Right. Like, I come in there and they're like, yo, man, how you doing today, man? Everything good? Man, fuck you. House nigga. <laughs> I'm sitting around this motherfucker happy to work for the man. Nigga, everybody got a job. Most of us got jobs. You mean this goddamn media bullshit making you think niggas ain't working. Sitting up there some be unhappy if your motherfucking ass was unemployed. They're like, well, they're like, Larry, why don't you just loosen up your bow tie and take off your horn rim glasses? <laughs> and put down your bean pies, sir. Yeah. Nobody want that shit. I, just, I picture Larry in, like, in the break room reading the Quran when he said that shit. And then he like, they asked him a question and then he took his glasses off, leaned back, closed the Quran and crossed his leg and then delivered this diatribe on this man. <laughs> like, I just, I just wanted to know how your weekend was. More than I do. And I hate that. I've told y'all this before on the show. Yeah. I, I, probably, I think, like, next to Will and Justin, I've probably been like the, the, like behind them as far as guests go. Y'all probably heard me say this before, but those who haven't, man, fuck work. I hate work. I'm never going to enjoy work. Don't ask me about how was my day. I worked today, motherfucker. <laughs> what, what's good about this shit? It's called work. not called play. I, I, it's I, not I feel called you, play. Yeah, I, I, I kind of, um, I don't even envy people that can have fun at work. 
Mm-mm. Like I feel like that's the lamest version of fun you can have. Is like I had fun at work today. Like nigga, your life sucks. Yes, I mean, what would you, you do? Play Monopoly all day? Come on, yeah, fun like at work. Your life sucks because they got no real fucking job. I'm like nigga, you run around in a Chuck E. Cheese costume. Of course that's fun. <laughs> right? You know, what's all hard about that shit for the day? It's a little warm. That's a, the worst part of your day. Yeah. Or do what I was telling me. You had. Oh man, you know I just love my job. This I, people say. Oh, fine. Uh, do what you love, and you never work a day in your life. Motherfucker, I love sitting around, scratching my ass, and playing video games. Right. Now, who's iron? Right. <laughs> <laughs> right. Shut the fuck up. So are they just hiring dudes just to fuck all day? No? <laughs> oh, well, I guess. I don't even jump in the work conversations when people are complaining and trying to empathize with being a comedian. I don't even, <laughs> I don't even jump in because somebody's just going to tell me to shut the fuck up. But well, people I think, think you wake up at the crack of noon. And <laughs> <laughs> crack of noon. Have to work a salad bar that night, though. You know what I mean? So well, you know, the, like, the yeah. problem with uh, comedians, though, is that people don't know what they do really. Yep, and they don't know their hours or mm-hmm. how hard they work or any of that it's shit. A lot to go or behind it. all the shit they do without getting paid and all this mm-hmm. stuff. All this. So, like, when someone tells you they're a comedian, it's just like, oh, nigga, tell me a joke and get the fuck out of my face. Like, it's no respect. No. It's just like you're just a funny nigga. Like, no, nigga, I oh, work. No. It's, it's no respect at all. Like I, I'm not even allowed to jump into work discussions or even any kind of intelligent discussions at dinner parties because, like, see, my wife, she she's an auditor. She has an MBA, so all her friends have like you know seven degrees of <laughs> degrees of peace. They all got real jobs. So at dinner parties, I just shut the fuck up because <laughs> I can't really jump in with my with my comedy stories. Right. <laughs> Like, I can't really do that. Like they talking about reports and shit, and then what am I gonna jump in and say? Like uh, I'm writing. You know what you say? I'm writing a joke about a monkey robbing a liquor store. So I don't know where to go with the shit. I ain't got it worked out yet. Yeah. You know what I would say if they pull that shit on me, and I'm at my wife's NBA. You know, like all these motherfuckers, these degreed motherfuckers. Yeah. And it's wrong. Um, how did it go? You know, what do you do? I made this motherfucker. So I won. <laughs> yeah, I won. See, <laughs> and now I get to just stand in front of people and tell jokes until that shit makes some money. So you know, that's what I'm doing. <laughs> oh man, but I, Rod, he, he really is right. And nobody really wants to hear the ugly side of comedy. That's, that's not what people want to hear. It's when a they lot behind about, it. You know, about being a comedian, they want to hear the funny shit. You know, yep. tell me some more jokes, nigga. They want to hear about you drove. You know. You know, you drove eight hours for one hundred and fifty dollars. Right. right. <laughs> and every because every comedian that most people see is already successful. Mm, yeah. So you know, like right. even you know to some extent, and so it's like by the time you're really aware that oh, this guy's a comedian, they're either making money or they're at least able to promote themselves somewhat right. to get in your face. It's so many niggas that's like moonlighting and shit, you know, mm-hmm. working a full time job sometimes. Cars. Yeah. Sleeping yeah, no, sleeping in cars. Long, ugly ass road to this shit. Like by the time you see somebody on T V and you think they funny and you give them their props or whatever, that nigga's probably like twelve, fifteen years into this shit before you Right. Yeah. Because like if you look at like even somebody if you look at Kevin if you look at Kevin Hart now, nah, he was probably one of the biggest. He broke you know, all the Eddie Murphy's records for, you know, record, especially in the last couple of years. But you see him now working real hard and working a lot of the last two, three years. 
people forget that the nigga was in Soul Plane and hated him for the shit. Mm-hmm. And before right. that, before that, he had been on the grind for probably 10, 12 years, driving every fucking night from Philly to New York to get on open mics for nothing. Yep. Like that's that's, what's, that's why no matter how people feel about you know your more successful comedians and they go oh he's corny blah 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 I'm like I have an, a tremendous amount of respect for him I, I like Kevin Hart personally right. I think he's the funny yeah dude, I, love, but, I love his shit I don't yeah, care but nobody wants to hear about the nobody wants to hear about this. the ugly the ugly part of comedy is depressing as fuck like I'm not telling no more stories. And no, you know, ain't no dinner parties about the comedy. It's like nobody wants to hear that I cried in the Motel Six, uh, <laughs> right? Because I, you know, <laughs> because I did, I got, I didn't get paid my whole thirty-five, and I got to call my wife. <laughs> exactly, like not like, yeah. yeah, man. You know, I hate when the computer is down and the internet ain't working right. at work. Yeah, man, I actually hate crying in the parking lot. Uh, right. Anyway, because uh, <laughs> I, I, like, I'll, I'll show you, I'll give y'all one story. Not like I was living in Kansas City. Um, let's see, living in Kansas City at the time, I had got laid off from the last um, last factory job that I had, and I got. And first of all, I knew it was a sign I needed to do comedy full time because I got I got fired for startling uh, a grown ass man. Like I scared a grown man in an argument, and they fired. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, this is a wow. sign that I'm not good from on the nine to five shit. <laughs> oh, the next, so I'm we flat, we we flat broke. Other than, you know, my wife don't spend all her money on all the bills he had. So I'm, I call my wife excited, like, hey, this dude in uh, Tulsa said he got a show for me. And she's like, I don't know about it. I'm like, baby, it's $150. We got it. We got it. Tulsa is like eight hours from Kansas City. Mm. I'm driving a 93 Civic with no AC. Oh. It's July in the Midwest. And no. this is one of the, this is the summer where it had been like, over 90 degrees for like 90 plus days in Oklahoma and, and, and Dallas and shit like that. Oh. I drove all the way to Tulsa, Oklahoma. And I got one of these civics where you got to stop every 50 miles and put a quart of oil in the shit. Or... <laughs> 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 so I'm driving down there happy to be making this $150. Because they're like, hey, I got you a hotel and everything. I'm like, oh, man, this, you know, I'm like, this is great. I'm riding down there singing, I, you know, singing. I was a brother song shit. I'm singing it real loud because I got the uh, windows down. And, uh, you know, I can't hear hear myself over this shit. I get there, and it's a chicken <laughs> check. That's that's the venue. That I'm like, oh, oh, okay. That's all right. Uh, I get there, do my show. I do 30 minutes of comedy. Kill. I already think about the $150. The nigga hands me 60 and say, hey, I got to run to the ATM real quick to get the rest of it. I should have known something was wrong then. Man. When the nigga said I got to go to the ATM. Damn. I'm feeling good. Ooh. I'm feeling good. I let I let I dap him up. I said, All right, man, I'll be right here. <coughs> I sat in that parking lot of the chicken shack till about four o'clock in the morning, calling this nigga about <laughs> about my other, other ninety dollars. Cause not only did I drive down there with my last fifty, I ain't got enough money to get home. Mm. <laughs> Yo, I you know I listen to Keaton Girl time. I'm like, what the fuck is up with the disrespect for comedians? I'm this is my thing. Like I respect the craft so much because you know, like Rod said before, and I get it sometimes too. Oh, you're so funny. You could do stand up, blah blah blah. And you know, possibly I don't know. I don't think I can honestly. Maybe who knows? You know what I suggest you all do? Put a um a pistol <clears throat> in a holster. <laughs> when you go on stage, so they know this nigga 
not the one to show. <laughs> <laughs> not the one. He gonna be here tomorrow morning. You be like, yeah. So my nigga, you showed me ninety dollars, and you burnt my time. And I'm working for like fifteen dollars an hour minimum. So you owe me. So I had to stay out here all motherfucking night to get ninety dollars. That ninety just costs you two twenty eight. Let's get it. Right. Come on, I got to place. The next day, it'd be like uh, Sarone Russell's charged with robbery, armed robbery at the <laughs> a stand up a stand up didn't uh, set did not go well. Um, just pat your pistol a lot. Never draw it. Just pat it a lot. Yeah. Right. Plus, you know, the article gonna have a bunch of those puns in it and shit. Where it'd be like, it was no joking matter when Jerome Russell decided that <laughs> all the jokes was over when the pistol came out. Yeah, he decided. I had already got a bad reputation. Well, bad for promoters. I would say I would. I had already got a bad reputation with promoters in, in that area for showing out if they didn't have my money. So he was smart in the fact that he dipped. And then when I answered his phone, because he never told me what he lived in Tulsa. Because I, I stayed in Tulsa till like 3 o'clock that next day, threatening this nigga on his Facebook wall. Because he was posting shit like, we had a great show last night. And then my first comment was like, I didn't, bitch. Where is my goddamn money? Let me tell you, man. Yo, salute. Hats off. Yo, what a slimy fucking industry. I would be out already because I'm, I'm I'm a nice dude. I'm this weird dichotomy of a nerd and a nigga from the hood. And that hood nigga would have been like, I got to shoot this nigga. This nigga ain't got much. I was looking for him. $90. I was looking for him. And regardless, I got a list. And this is regardless of any success I might have in the business. I got a list of folks who get in their ass as soon as I can find them. But I ain't forgotten that one time that I've been shorted on money or been fucked over. Not one. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, if you look at... um. Carrot Top, man. He didn't start getting respect till he got them steroids, man. And after that, for some reason... Carrot Top will fuck you up, man. Yeah. Yeah, I seen his I seen his stand up. It's not like the stand up got a lot better, but I guarantee he getting that respect now. He got his own Vegas show and everything. He, he, I would I would say comedians are, are are different in like just say from rappers uh, in the sense that as far as shit talking and fucking with people, we can actually fight and still go do our jobs. Like we we quicker to whoop somebody. <laughs> Ass because even if we lose, we can still uh, like rappers. They will talk shit if in the fight because once it comes out that you've been bitch slapped, like uh, yeah, you can't rap no more. Like, right? <laughs> whatsoever. But what, yeah, the YouTube will fight each other anyway. And and I guess for me the the thing about comedians that I think a lot of people disrespect they feel like you work for yourself and you don't have an employer so for some reason they feel like well you don't work for nobody you work for yourself so they don't take it seriously but they don't like you said it's a downside you know health insurance you know all kinds of shit yeah. like that and like people don't really think about that stuff but you know y'all that's don't y'all have to wait for that out of pocket. More serious. I don't have anybody to lean on like I, I am the corporation like if I don't get paid ain't nobody here. I know it's so. Um, all right, man. Like, I got another uh, thing too that happened. Um, uh, but but let me do one more um, random thought, and then we'll talk about some stuff. First of all, um, Frank Ocean came out the closet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Come with closet. It's been everywhere. Like Abercrombie and Fitch. Well, apparently he's uh, he came out as a bisexual, 
and uh and uh, well and actually i say come out the closet but if you're bisexual isn't that more like coming out the pantry or some shit like because it's not exactly it's not exactly the closet maybe that's like sending a well worded text Right. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's not. Brain opening is all that is. Cause yeah, you coming out the house? Yeah. And another door. That's all it is. He came out. He came out the linen closet, like the smaller, <laughs> the smaller closet, because it's not all the way gay, you know. And then, like, it was funny, man. We were on a podcast last week, um the Hot Pod podcast with Ty Diamond mm-hmm. and his cousin Kevin, uh aka Fire Music on Twitter, and um we. Uh, Ty brought up the whole, uh, you know, uh, Frank Ocean coming out, blah, blah, blah thing and said, hey, he's bisexual. And he was like, Kevin was like, I don't believe in that. He gay. And I was like, um, when we stop taking people for their word. Like I don't like I, I you can tell me you whatever kind of sex you want and I'm I'm taking your word for it because mm-hmm. I'm not gonna have sex with you to verify anything Mm-mm. and I don't want to watch you do whatever it is that you do so I, you good you know if you tell me you bisexual I believe that you tell me you like to fuck fish I'm gonna be like that's cool that's cool too you know I learned something new today yeah I don't need this <laughs> yeah you show up my house with a aquarium I'm just gonna be like oh that's his date. And call it a night, man. I, I don't get the whole. <laughs> I don't get this thing about denying people's uh, sexuality. I don't care. <laughs> well, I think what happens is like okay. In my personal experiences, I met two guys uh, that claim to be bisexual, but I ain't never seen them with no women. So <laughs> that that would be my whole thing. Is like, oh, you bisexual, huh? I think a lot of people say that just so like because that it's a little more palatable. See, I don't you think know? for a man it is. In our society, I honestly think it's most it, it, it's to actually be like that. right. I think mm-hmm. in our society, for a dude, it's actually uh, less of a compromise to be bisexual. Like that's the ultimate ostracism. Like you know, little Scrappy's talking about that's what gives women AIDS and shit like that. Like if people are gonna be ignorant, I think they're more ignorant towards bisexual than actual gay. But mm-hmm. you know, I just I just trust people if they say that's what they are. I don't have any reason to doubt them. Like it's just weird well, to who me. Are you first off, Rod? No disrespect. I understand this. Yeah. Who the hell are you to go against little Scrappy? Who, who do you think you are? <laughs> well, I also I also took a science class at one point. Mm-hmm. You know, so scientifically speaking, <laughs> no disrespect. Dude. No, no, no problem. I also make I also make Merzik. I've made Merzik before. And, uh, well, you making music like that, man, you, you get to, to have an opinion on this shit. So I can't, you know, don't be mad at me for, uh, putting them paws on people. Little Scrappy is why, uh, uh, <laughs> the dark hater made that fucking die. <laughs> right. <laughs> shit like Little Scrappy. Hood right? Mama D. Hood Wolf. <laughs> Hood Wolf in that time. All right. And, um, all right. Let's go ahead and talk about some issues of the day, man. Um, Apparently, Twitter broke down a few times this week. Uh, the first time I saw it was, um, actually, uh, well, not the first time. The second time was, uh, apparently Kim Kardashian car- pumped some gas for Kanye, who was in a car while, I guess, I guess she was driving and then she got out and put the gas in the tank. Okay. That happened the other day. Did her ass pump the gas? What's so spectacular no, about no, her pumping gas? No, she, she was Kim Kardashian and she was pumping gas at a gas station mm-hmm. with a man in the car who okay. wasn't pumping the gas. Okay. And this apparently broke down all, uh, Twitter 
and our own black Twitter and gender war started and people was ready to just lose their fucking mind over it. Um, so I'll just, I'll just get everybody's opinion around the table and see what you guys think about it. Um, and I'll start with you, Sarone. what do you think about Kim K pumping gas while Kanye sat in the car chilling? Uh, well, the first thing, the only reason it's important to me, cause this might be the first time Kim Kardashian has done anything productive. <laughs> right. <laughs> Something that we can, right? <laughs> we can measure this. Right. This is the only time she's done something. She put gas in the car, allowing the car to keep going. This is the only thing I've seen that she's done. Yeah. As far as the gender wars, part of it. Um, I'm old fashioned. I'm not gonna knock the gas pump out of my womb, out of my wife's hand if she wants to pump. Right. But usually, I get out of the car because it's cold. Or because it's raining, you know, just so she can be comfortable. But I don't know. I just, I'm not, <clears throat> I'm not against it. I'm not against it. If you want to pump the gas, that's fine. But uh, as far as Kanye sitting down inside, did he, you know, was he, was he, was she doing a man's job? Kanye wears a lot of women's clothing. So, <laughs> <laughs> like, what are we really measuring him with? You know, it could be anything. He could be doing anything in that car. Right, he could have not had no pants on at all. We don't know what Kanye was doing <laughs> in that car because it was a Lamborghini, right? I'm not, I'm not, I'm not gonna say that I would drive my Lamborghini with pants on. Right, if I had one. I don't blame. Him. <laughs> <laughs> and I think other people were mad too because he wasn't like he wasn't even driving. So that means she was driving and she stopped and got out the car and pumped the gas, and you know people was up in arms about it. Now, Larry, what do you think about it, man? First of all, I ain't with that bullshit. Sarone just said. Oh, I'm not going to knock you out. I'm going to knock you the fuck out. <laughs> I, I wish you would. I wish you would. Tell me, I'm going to pump the gas because I'm an independent woman. You're going to be sleep. <laughs> Don't play that shit. Don't play that bullshit, yo. I'm going to pump the gas and I'm sitting here, man. Calm down, I All this hair on my motherfucking face. Don't have flashbacks. I don't play that shit, man. You got to punch a woman every once in a while. Let her out. I run shit. Listen, fellas. Top of the head. There's only two places you want him. There won't leave no bruise. And, you know, you go with the police when she comes in. I don't know what she's talking about, sir. <laughs> and she and you give her that look. The look like the Stevie J tight mouth like... Mm, you know that shit. Like, give her that one. She's good. You know how, I mean? how you gonna be a chivalr- How you gonna be a chivalrous misogynist? <laughs> I'm, 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 listen, man. I'm the walking Now, also real, um, like, okay, because I didn't even know that's how that got started. I, you know yeah. how Twitter goes all the time. So I popped in home, and I, and I just saw everybody talking about it. My whole stance on it, I think, with me and Sarum are very uh, similar in that sense that. You're gonna have for me. You're gonna have to work kind of hard to do it. Like, and I don't know who would. Like, who's gonna be like? You like, I be the guy. I'm like, not the guy. I got that. I'm, I'm gonna take care of it. He's like, no, I got it. I say, hey, hey, uh, bitch. You know, because that's how I respect. Because <laughs> you know, women you respect and love. That's how you talk to them. Yeah, so I just told him that I respect. I respect you enough to tell you to sit your little simple woman minded ass down. Yeah, and let me pump. Ah! Yeah, you gonna fuck up. If I let her pump the gas, the shit gonna be in the passenger side. First of all, yeah, it's a miracle. Side. It's a miracle she even parked the car close enough to the gas pump and <laughs> parallel. You know, 
like how did that happen in the first place let's not jinx it because you know your tiny woman brain cannot handle uh, the debit card process and pumping the gas like you got to physically understand how mechanically a pump works and women can't do that we all know it's impossible dumbass i would like to jump in here to all the women who watch my youtube clips uh these voices that you hear uh from Ra and Larry, I, I didn't tell you. <laughs> now look, hold on. Let me let me finish talking. This is Sarone. Now look, what I'm saying is, <laughs> no, no, no. I have laughed though. I have seen a woman park at a gas pump, and regardless of you know, regardless of the fact that she's on the wrong side, she's gonna stretch her goddamn hose over the over the car and pump this gas. So she's, not, she's not gonna get back in the car. I do like paint all up. Just got the gas pump at a dangerous ass angle. <laughs> I do like the idea of like because I saw like a lot of women that were like, "I'm not let you know, I'm not, I'm not pumping my gas. And your ass gonna get out and pump my gas. I don't pump gas if it's a man in the car and all this shit." And so I was, I just had for a brief second this idea of like, what if it's just like, like all the time a regular occurrence that we just see fine women stranded on the highway for because they not they not riding with a dude so it's just like i i refuse to get gas until some man comes along and takes care of this i will run on e i don't give a fuck <laughs> Let me tell you, Rod, that could be occurring right now the problem is be real with you man pretty people get by so if i see a kim kardashian looking like on the side of the road my nigga i'm pulling over okay mm-hmm. i'll be the nigga on the side of the road Niggas will leave skid marks on the freeway trying to get to that woman. Yeah. <laughs> she's a damsel in distress. Now, she ugly. We're going to try to run her over. You know, yeah. Put her out of misery. Her life don't get no better for me. Yeah, it's kind of... It's kind of... It ain't fair, but it's the truth. An ugly woman will sit side the road with a flat tire for a long time. That's why yeah. AAA was invented, because nobody was coming. Yeah. Like, I tell women all the time, you know, if you really wonder how you look, when's the last time somebody held the door open for you, man? That shit is true. Niggas ain't shit, and they will hold that door open for the fine woman a little bit longer. Like, I've seen dudes hold the door open and be like a woman a block away. I'm like, you don't even know if she coming here. She could be going anywhere. Like, I'm just holding it, man. I got it. I got it. Just uh, take your time. Like, nigga, we five minutes late for work. Not me. I hold the door open for ugly women. I like ugly women, period, because they more dependable. They can mm-hmm. with you. Yeah, personally, uh, I, like, once, you know, personally, since I'm, I'm married, I, I really don't care. Like I like I actually like I actually kind of enjoy not giving a shit about women being fine. Like I that's that's a freedom that has like made my life two hundred percent better. Is being like yeah, this chick really think I'm gonna open this door for? Her. <laughs> okay. Bro, you giving away one of the joys of being a married man. That's one of our secrets is being able to not really give a shit. Like right. I really can just say whatever I want to because. I'm not risking child support. Right. That first time. That, yeah, I feel you, dog. That first time that you hit the uh, close uh, door button on the elevator instead of open door button, it changed your life. You'll never look back, dog. Try it, fellas. Just, and that's why I envy y'all because I'm going to tell you right now, I'm running off of two hours of sleep because I was talking to a beautiful woman last night on the phone. Mm-hmm. I had to go to work. I woke up, get up at 2.30 a.m. And it's because she is gorgeous. And, and I'm not exaggerating. She's a gorgeous woman. So, I, you know, I didn't get no sleep last night to talk to her. I do envy you at that juncture because I'm a faithful dude when I'm in a relationship. Right now, I'm not in one. So, you know, 
if some incredibly you in that relationship, you, you can say whatever. You can really, t- you can if a dumb, if a, especially. I ain't talking about just any gorgeous woman. If a dumb gorgeous woman is talking to you, you no longer have to put on the front right. What she says has makes any sense. The good news for any woman that is friends with me is that I like you off the merits of your personality and who you are. That's the good news. The bad news is if you just find. There's a good chance that we not friends because I'll just be like, you dumb as shit, and I don't care about your cat. So you can go ahead and leave me the That's fuck alone. I Instagram. That, I finally moved over to Android. Android got an Instagram now because I had a BlackBerry. That is why I love Instagram because before I hated it because people like twisted pictures of it, like toilet paper and shit. Well, right. Okay, yeah, that was cool, man. I'm glad you shared that because that's a very Instagrammable moment. Right. And then I realized, wait a minute, wait, wait, wait. I can follow this beautiful idiot. And not really have to deal with her dumb shit. Right. I mean, she became a beautiful mute, and all of a sudden, she was <laughs> useful again. <laughs> it's like the she beauty of all that more beautiful. That's the beauty of uh, that's the beauty of all social media. It's like oh, like you had like I remember um on uh, Facebook one time this chick was saying some racist shit about Trayvon Martin and I looked on my timeline I was like the fuck is this shit who do I know oh that's right she's uh one of my friends girlfriends and she's some type of swimsuit model uh mute you know what I mean? like I didn't I came for the pics man I'm not your opinion hey, on race does <laughs> this happen are there men who really 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 are attractive that y'all wish would just shut the fuck up. Mm-hmm. And just be pretty. Tyrese. Oh, not no, not Tyrese. <laughs> wow. That nigga. Like, we didn't say retarded. Nah, oh, no, that's that. Come on, come on. That nigga has made a living off of women know that he fine, but he dumb as shit. He think he's smart because he fine, dog. And I, you know that, that's, that's true. But that's I don't exactly think he's fine. But that's true. Yeah, I know you. That's not your type of hype, Karen. Mm-hmm. But that's exactly why he says shit like. You know, when a real woman meet a real man, she'll know. Like, nigga, you don't know what the fuck you talking about. Oh, that's right. Women are just looking at you nodding like, that's right, Tyrese. Now keep taking your shirt off. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Go ahead and slip them boxes off. Yeah, so, all right, man. Yeah, man. Yeah. Like, my, I knew a dude that was a bodybuilder, man, and we would be talking and shit, and I, were, I realized slowly over time, this nigga is not listening to a word I'm saying. He just knows when I pause to go, mm hmm, yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right, and I was like, and I was just looking at him like, yo, this is how you get pussy, dog. Good for you. Like, you dumb as shit. <laughs> you just nailed I was just about to say that you nailed it. Because that's their lane, right? Because they're like, listen, I'm never going to get laid if I don't have big muscles. Right. Me, I'm a fat nigga. I'm going to get laid on, like, I'm, I'm not ugly, but I'm going to get laid because I make you laugh. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. you know, like, okay, that's my lane. They ain't got no jokes. So I'm like, okay, man, hit the gym. That's what you need to do. What I need to do is sharpen my comedic skills. Hey, they just—they just strong. They just got a closet full of medium shirts. Right. They don't talk a lot. Huh. Exactly. That's it's, how they get by. It's nothing but Under Armour and medium shirts, dog. That's it. And and Axe it's body spray. Right. Body spray. And and this. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I understand. Oh, mm-hmm. I hear that. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. interesting. Not even understanding the shit, just throwing in. That's interesting for me. Right. And it's not, and the thing is, it's not even, I felt like he was just practicing on me because I like to talk. But it was like, I wasn't even wanting to talk to him, but he would just come over and ask me some fucking question like, what you think about the Celtics, man? And I'd be like, oh man, you know, they probably shouldn't have traded that dude because, uh, mm-hmm, yeah, mm-hmm. Man, he <laughs> might have been, I 
signing you for information. Right. <laughs> I'm like, what so you? He don't look stupid. I'm like, man, what you think about it? And he's like, uh, yeah, man, what you said. I'm like, oh, this right. nigga is not listening. <laughs> Why'd you start this conversation? He didn't catch none of this. No, he's he looking at me like, what was he talking about? Like, <laughs> we wasn't, nigga. That's the problem. We wasn't talking. I was talking. <laughs> a lot of dumb, strong, six pack dudes that only good for moving furniture. Right. And, yeah, and looking pretty. That's when it. You want to move? Because if you call him over there to talk, it's it's there. Yeah. yeah. I spent a bunch of time in the Marines playing cards with people. I'm like, you know what? Just don't say nothing. Right. Don't say nothing. Like, you the reason that we have such strict rules and regulations. You know right. this, right? You really <laughs> right. Like, <laughs> maybe they're using you like we use the ugly girl. Like, you know, you, like, you, you go to the club and you talk to the ugly friend. Maybe they're using you. That's what I think. That's what I think is happening. I think, like, I think what's happening is he's looking at chicks, and then I would be down there talking to this nigga, and he's just waiting for women to be checking him out. Okay. So I'm just like, I'm wasting my time, and he's wasting his time. Mm -hmm. I'm like, they can check you out by yourself, nigga. You don't got to look interested, but I guess they looking down there like he looks like a good listener. Right. Yeah. He has. He has. He has fat married friends. He must be married to Terry. All right. Um. All right, man. So, um, Karen, what did you think about the Kim Kardashian gas pumping thing? It don't, I don't know. I don't get into the, you know, male-female roles when it comes to stuff like that. It's like, if I'm driving, I'll probably pump gas. Like, but knowing you're driving most of the time, so you pump gas. Yeah, Karen did that smooth switch real quick. Mm-hmm. But she just like all of a sudden she just start hopping in the passenger seat every time. This is like mm. yeah, but <laughs> notice I'm getting to drive a lot. Isn't this your car? <laughs> yes, but sir, you you know you, you can drive. Yeah, for the record, I don't care. And here's this is all I got to say about the shit. Um, and this, I think it's more single people than married people that get in on this shit. Um, hey, none of this shit matters. Mm-hmm. Like you cannot extrapolate the entire dynamic of power in a relationship to a motherfucking gas pump. I know that is the so. dumbest shit ever. That's literally like being like, yeah, if your woman don't wash dishes, she a hoe or some shit like that. It was like, nigga, what? Why are they always looking so hard at little shit? Here's, you know how you know your woman's a hoe if she's a hoe. You know how you know your dude is cheating? <laughs> he's cheating if he's cheating. Check that shit. <laughs> Stop checking dumb shit like, yeah, his Facebook page is private. Like that that don't that might that might or might not mean anything. But it, I tell you what might mean he's cheating if he didn't come home cuz he was fucking somebody else. That's cheating. <laughs> Look into that. Sorry. Go ahead, Saron. Hey. You tell me the truth. All this little stuff, I know it makes for good back and forth stuff on Twitter. And if, you know, if I sold soapboxes on Twitter, I'd be a millionaire. Yes, you but, would. Like, all the old heads that's either married or been with their woman or man for a long time, we really laugh at shit like this because we like, it don't boy, matter. We done been through the fire with our mate and little shit like that ain't, don't even <laughs> really register as a problem like that right. at all. We know that's something don't even talk, get talked about. Yeah, like, I've right. never had that. That's just an interesting point of conversation, like Rod's doing now. You're right. Like, what do people think about this shit? Because we don't even fucking think about right. this shit. Right, like, like I've, a damn. I've never had that conversation with, no. like, my brother called me or some shit, like, hey, man, can I talk to you for a minute? Yeah, man, what's up, man? What you want to talk about? Hey, is Karen in the room? Yeah, she right here. Man, can you can you walk out for a second, man? Oh, I'll step outside, man. I'll be right back, baby. Hold on a second. <laughs> Yo, what's up, dog? You, you good, man? I'm outside now. Hey man, uh, I was uh, we were driving today and uh, my girl she asked me to to pump the gas, man. I was, you think something up? 
<laughs> like nobody has ever made that fucking call in the history of life, dog. Why are we worried about this dumb shit? You you have never been somewhere like yo. My my girl got out the car. And she, did she pump the gas, dog? She she pumped the gas, dog. Can you believe that? Do you shit? understand this shit? Paparazzi got a pick, man. They know. Something's I get up. Questions like that, I always give them worst case answers just for aggravating me. Me too. Really just, like, if, if a girl, if a girl is like, I just can't get him to listen to me, and I just don't feel like we're progressing in our relationship. What should I do? I just feel like, well, you gotta kill him. Right? <laughs> yeah, I'm the I'm the worst man. I'm I literally I had to stop. No, you need to murder this nigga. Yeah, right. Like I, I had to stop that shit because I, I used to do that to all my friends who asked for advice. I think, I think love advice is dumb because I don't know that nigga and I don't know what the fuck he gonna do. So, but and I don't want no blame. I don't want nobody coming back a month from now like you told Harpo to beat me. Like, <laughs> like I didn't say any of that shit. So don't even try it. But I, I started giving. So I started giving them bad advice and shit like that. Um, and one time I remember on spring break. This dude asked me like, uh, "Hey man, you know, uh, I'm I got this girl coming over and shit, and she gonna blah blah blah." And I was like, "Okay, that's cool, man." He's like, "Yeah, but it's not the the same girl that you met last time. It's a different chick." I'm like, "I don't care." And he's like, "Uh, yeah, but you know, like that's like the other girl, my main girl." And I was, you know, this is my side trees. I was like, "Yeah, you explaining a lot." And I I told you I don't care like ten minutes ago. And he's like, nah, I just want to know, man, what you think about that, man? Like, you you ever cheat on your girl? I was like, nah, not really. It's just not my thing, man. It's not, you know. But you do you. I'm not judging you. Yeah, and I you know, do me. I'm really trying to play NBA 2K right now, and uh, I don't want to have this deep conversation. And he's like, but man, like, what if she cheating on me? How do you know your girl ain't cheating on you? And I was like, yo, she probably is. <laughs> they, they, <laughs> they probably cheating on us right now, dog. Like, like the fuck you want me to do, nigga? I can't. I don't know what I'm to not tell you. Sit and be worried, no. <laughs> I got shit to do. Yeah, I was like, yo, like man. That's word. shit you want to get online and play or what? <laughs> that's right. <laughs> like, that's, I'm like, going to play versus each other. Nobody gets the heat. <laughs> Nobody gets the heat. Right. Let's go. Dog, it was so bad, man, because I just, like, I let him live with that moment because I'm like, Nigga, what the fuck am I supposed to do? Even he, he said, "Well, what would you do if she cheating on you, man?" I was like, "Well, I guess, I guess I'll get played. I guess everybody will know that I'm a sucker." <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? Sucker for love. That's right. The fuck? Same here. Like, nigga, that's the. <laughs> that's something that come with age. Like, I think, like, we think we all grown people. It, it, it takes time for you to realize somebody cheating on you ain't gonna like end your life. Like, right. Mm-hmm. Like I, like I, you know what's funny to me too is when people say shit like, "Yeah, if this happened, I would do this." What you know, right. make up the scenario, because I always be like, "Has it happened?" Because right. it's a you lot of shit. Don't know what you it's do. a lot of shit. I don't know what I would do until it happens. I know, so. and I hope I never find the fuck out. That's like right. I don't want to know that shit. <laughs> like I don't think anybody that's ever did to like kill me, her, the kids, and and the dog. I don't think any of those dudes were sitting around like. You know, when it happens, this the plan. Mm-hmm. I think they was all off, off guards. And same thing yeah, with the people that... None of them ran back and said, I had something wrote down on the leader. <laughs> <laughs> this shit came up. They were like, oh, let me check my iPhone for my notes section. What did I have in yeah. April 23rd? Now to, send this, now to send this email to everybody that I already had printed up in my drafts. 
Like, come on, man. Nobody knows what they're going to do. Everybody talks a good game, but to be quite honest, nobody knows the fuck they're talking about. All right. Let's talk about these comedian topics. This is why I had Sarome on the show. or Well, he actually asked about being on the show, and it was just fortuitous timing because comedians started uh, getting in trouble, and I was like, good. <laughs> come on, brother. <laughs> Let's see what he think about it. Um, all right. The first one, man, I don't know if you've heard about uh, these incidents or not, but the first one I want to talk about is uh, Daniel Tosh. And uh, he got in trouble for a rape joke, uh, allegedly um, gone wrong. Um, and there's there now for the record, there's actually uh, a couple of different accounts of the scenario. And, you know, people, you know, people kind of ran with the first one, but nobody's really running with the uh, the people that are saying that it didn't go down that way. But uh, supposedly he was making a joke and he was doing the setup on, on, you know, how comics do. He was doing a setup and the whole thing was like, you know, oh, rape, rape is funny. People say, you know, things aren't funny, but is it, you know, anything can be funny. Uh, rape jokes are very, are always funny. It, you know, right? And he was like doing that thing where the comedian's repeating something and you know that he's about to come up with the punchline. Well, before he got to the punchline or the actual part of the jokes, this girl suppo- allegedly, uh, this is her friend's account um, from her Tumblr blog, uh, her Tumblr. Uh, she said that actually rape jokes are never funny. Um, and so uh, apparently uh, Tosh turned around and said, uh, wouldn't it be funny if that girl got raped by like five guys right now? Like right now? Mm-hmm. What if a bunch of guys just raped her? And uh, she was so stunned that she got her and her friend and they left her and they asked for their money back. And I guess the manager gave them their money, uh, gave them t- comp them tickets to another show, like for a different night or something. And then they went home and, you know, this Tumblr blog got posted and stuff like that. Now, that's her account of it. Daniel Tosh uh, apologized uh, to some extent. He said, all, all, all the out-of-context misquotes aside, i like to sincerely apologize. And he quoted the post, you know, linked, he put a link to the post. Um, he said, the point I was making before I was heckled, heckled is that there are awful things in this world, but you can still make jokes about them. And then hashtag dead babies, because that's what Daniel Tosh does. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Um, so, um... You know, and I've been fielding different opinions and been talking about it. Um, the owner of the Laugh Factory, apparently, he says um, that the, the, the exchange went different. Uh, he said that um, uh, Jamie Masada says, Tosh asked the audience the question, what you guys want to talk about? After someone in the front said rape, a woman in the audience screamed, no, rape is painful. Don't talk about it. Then Masada says Daniel came in and said, well, it sounds like she's been raped by five guys, something like that. I really didn't hear it properly. So he's saying that, you know, it. he said it. She he didn't say that five guys should rape her, but he said that it sounds like she's been raped by five guys. Um, now, here's the thing with that. Like, if, if we're going to get into the nuance of it. I don't think that uh, while there's some people that feel like rape is never funny, I think comedians kind of push the lines and I've heard funny rape jokes. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I don't even want to say like, like I, I get that some people are going to say it's never funny. You can't even talk about it. You mm-hmm. can't make any jokes related to it. But I've heard funny jokes about domestic violence. Yep. I've heard people funny jokes about racism. Right. Mm-hmm. Like I'm but, you know, that's my line where I feel I feel completely comfortable there. Um, but let me, let me, let me, oh, let me get it from, uh, from, uh, Sarone first, man. Like, 
she just, there's a school of thought where people are saying she heckled and then whatever he says after that is fine because she heckled him how do you feel about the heckling part of it separately from the uh you know the actual joke uh let's see i ain't never really had to deal with with uh hecklers too much because i kind of look like i'll choke you <laughs> on stage like right. <laughs> a first defense on stage but as far as like dealing with a heckler uh if it's your if it's your point you know to interrupt somebody's show then you gonna get whatever you then you gonna get whatever you get as far and that and that kind of depends on the comment. Right. Now, as far as Daniel Thomas goes, people know he's a cringe comic. There's a there's a set of comedy called cringe comedy. That's what people say shit. That's you know, you you know you laugh at it even though you feel like you shouldn't be laughing at it. Right. And as far as a, as far as a rape joke is gonna be fun, I'm just saying for my personal, I don't write any rape jokes because right. I can't find no way for them to be funny. If I did do one, I would just be doing it for shock value. Right. And I don't really do shock value comedy. As far as untouchable subjects, I can't tell nobody what's an untouchable subject uh, because everybody, everybody's comedy, you know, it's supposed to be personal. Like, but if, if it ain't if it ain't personal for you, I'll say don't do the shit because then you're just doing hack shit. You just, you know, Daniel Tosh has been doing that shit for 20 years. Right. You know, he's, He's cultivated that, that cringe comedy, you know, so he can go on stage and be funny doing that shit. If you're just doing it because you think it'd be funny to say, you know, let's rape a dead baby, and you ain't got nothing invested in it other than saying the words rape a dead baby, then you's a hack and you's an asshole. Yeah. No, you shouldn't be doing rape jokes because you're not talented enough to be, to, to be doing rape jokes. Um, I don't think you should be able to do any joke that you ain't funny enough, <clears throat> that you ain't good enough to make funny. Right. You really, like, you really shouldn't. Nothing's um, wrong. We have a motto at the show. Nothing's wrong if it's funny. Um, and that's kind of the thing. Like, if it's not funny, then motherfuckers gonna feel like it's wrong. Like, right. If it's not funny, you shouldn't be, you shouldn't be saying this shit because he's done rape jokes before and, and nobody's had a problem with it. This situation, whoever said what first, mm-hmm. uh, I guess we won't know. You know, unless it's a video of the shit, That's what it wasn't for him, so it became a problem. When Tracy Morgan got in trouble for his um for his uh, gay jokes, the reason he got in trouble because the shit wasn't funny at all. The way he was talking about it just sounded mean, like and he yeah. does some off the wall shit, but it didn't sound like himself. So people got mad at him when uh, when uh, Kramer got in trouble for the, the you know the nigger tirade. It didn't. It wasn't funny at all. Right. Like he, he was really mad at niggas. He was angry. He was, yes, he was. He was hot. Yo, that shit didn't even have a punchline. <laughs> no. no. <laughs> it wasn't funny because that nigga was mad. He was really goddamn mad. He was like, hang the nigger. I was like, hang the nigger? What's the joke? <laughs> there was no punchline. There was no setup. That was just like, you know what I'm thinking in my head right now? I hang both of these two niggas right there. That was really coming out from his soul. <laughs> yeah, yes. that shit hurt. Yes, it did. <laughs> like, um, I, 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 like, I guess what I, like, one, I am surprised there isn't video of this. Like, really surprised. Cause he's that type of famous at this point where motherfuckers are pretty much recording everything he says, you know? So I, I'm a little surprised that there's no video of this. And I would like to actually see video because to me, context matters. And mm-hmm. what I'm seeing on the Internet for a lot of people on the fact the fact that there's actually two sides to some of the shit. But um, the, what I'm seeing on the Internet from a lot of people is this like, I don't give a fuck about the context. He's right. Or I don't give a fuck about the context. He's wrong. And I'm like, but is it context in comedy? Everything like 
literally if this dude like if he basically came and said look i can't defend the joke you know i was just mad and i said something to try to hurt this lady's feelings i would be like yo that that's fucked up i'm glad you apologized but yeah that's fucked up that's hacky and you shouldn't have said that shit but if he's like yeah um nah i actually think that that shit was funny I think it was, you know, appropriate in the in the context of what we were talking about, and I was misquoted in this, that, and the other. And somebody actually said, you know, in his apology, where he says all the uh, out of context misquotes aside, blah blah blah, and they were like, "It's a half-ass apology" because he said he was taken out of context and misquoted. I'm like, uh, have you ever been misquoted or taken out of context? I say that again. Because that shit does matter. Yes, it does. Like, it's it's almost like he's at a certain level of fame or where it doesn't suit him to even try to get into the nuance of this discussion. Like, it's better for him to just say, I apologize. I didn't say that shit the way she said I said it, but I apologize. I don't want no problems. Let's just keep it moving. Yeah, at his point. Yeah, he that, he that famous. Yeah, it's a, but it really is. It, it context does matter. I do jokes about, I do jokes about my ex-wife, and there's a way for me to say these jokes so they don't come off as, you know, just me spitting venom on stage. I do, I do jokes about shit I did not like about her, but it's a way for me to say it for you to laugh at, you know, laugh at my situation, or for you to say, man, this nigga is really hurt. Right. For you to get mad at me. So it's, yeah, context matters in this shit, and that's why I say that. I can't. I can't say that. I I, can, I personally can't tell a funny rape joke, so I right. don't fucking do it. The situation in real life is never funny, so I right. I, I don't make fun of real life situation like that because I can't. I, I ain't. You know, there's no funny side to that 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 story, really. Right. So if you can't if you can't do if you can't do it well, then you shouldn't be doing it at, at all. And, and like, especially if and, I mean, he makes his living doing the jokes that people don't do. Like that's kind of that's kind of like his thing. He's made, he's carved this, carved himself out. Like him, people like, uh, David Tell, right. uh, Jim Norton, they do jokes that nobody else can say, and they do them well, and that's why they at where they at. Yeah. Like, so you can't say, you know, nobody can do a rape joke. You can say everybody can't do a rape joke, because everybody ain't talented enough to make the shit funny and not just be some stupid, you know, hateful shit that you just happen to be saying into a microphone. Yeah, another thing I was gonna throw out there too, because some people were like, uh, he needs to be shut down. He needs to be boycotting this. And I'm like, well, part of this is motherfuckers just don't like him, and they mm-hmm. don't like his. They don't like his brand of comedy, That's and they right. they're bringing that into this debate. When honestly, it, if if, it, if he would have not said this shit, they still would be like, I don't like this nigga. Why don't we shut him down? Um, but the other thing is, I'm trying to tell people like, you wanting to shut a nigga down is so different. It is so different than the people who actually put money in their pocket wanting to shut them down. Like, it's much harder to shut down uh, Daniel Tosh when you have never given him a dollar. I know it's like, so. Like, it's, like your money kind of speaks if it's like, yo, I fuck with this dude, and then he went over the line, and now I don't. But a lot of times when these dudes have kind of built their fan bases for over 20 years and all this shit, you're not going to see a bunch of people that, that agree with you, man. A lot of those people are going to side with him. And um, sadly, some of those people are even going to take it too far. On, on Facebook the other day, the, uh, there was one dude who was literally saying, if you go to a comedy show and you uh, heckle, then um, it's par for the course for somebody to make that kind of joke about you. And I was like, man, I don't think we can take it to that level of 
it's you know it's it's because i've seen comedians handle hecklers uh Very, many many times and, 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 and they don't too. you know they don't have to get to that level mm-hmm. if you know yeah. allegedly if that's what's happened you know yeah. I've seen, I've, and, and that's what i don't think i think he's had enough you know he's had enough stage time enough career to where i don't think he would i don't think he would have had to say that to shut a heckler down right I think I need honestly, man. I just I'm surprised there's no video because Kramer shouldn't have been on stage in the first fucking place. He didn't know how to handle. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. He didn't have enough material to handle a heckler. He did too many Seinfelds and fucking lost, forgot how to do stand up. But yeah, I, I I would like to see. And and someone was trying to like kind of messing with me yesterday on twitter about this but i was like i'm reserving judgment because i I, there's more than one account of what happened and i would like to see video or something because i'm surprised we haven't but at least in every other situation we talked about seinfeld tracy murray i think cat williams had a situation we had video at some point video came out uh, tra- uh, what did I say, Tracy Murray? Tank that shit, yo. Oh, tank. <laughs> <laughs> the three point specialist. Yeah, like Tracy Murray. Tank. Oh, you didn't you didn't know that the three point specialists are talking some shit? Yeah, he's a stand up. He do stand up now. Yeah, yeah. He said not. He 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 was doing this. Um, he was doing this stand up at the Jewish uh community center and was talking about how Nazis was right. So yeah, check yeah, uh-huh. y'all Google that. And, and, <laughs> and, and the the thing about it to me when Roger's talking about hecklers, I've I've heard like, you know, old um CDs and things like that where you hear um, comedians naked heckled. And I think a lot of hecklers have to do with your personality because I've seen comedians handle it where they just ignore them and keep their show running. Yeah. I've seen where they'll turn around and make the joke about them where it's still funny and, and continue on with the show. Yeah. Um I've seen it where uh, uh, you know, so and a lot of it boils back down to what we were talking about before. People disrespect comedians. Don't nobody go on your fucking job and heckle you while you at your job. Hey, hey, I like how you doing that Excel, bitch. Hey, hey, hey. Nobody <laughs> does that to you at your job. Yeah. This person is I, doing a job. Because I, I got a lot of free time. <laughs> <laughs> I think the and I also, you know, the bigger issue here that I wanted people to talk about, but we never really got to is that uh, a lot of people assume where they draw the line for what's right and wrong is the line. And I, that's and, their line. Right. And they, and they don't, they can't see bigger than themselves or accept that because, you know, what it's like is a lot of people's moral code. Like whatever, however they carry out their life is based upon their moral code. So if for me to say like, yeah, I know you feel like you right, but there's a lot of people that don't feel like you right. Nope. And I don't think you really can see that. I, like, I, I feel like people just get caught up and they're like, well, this is my circle and we agree that this shit is wrong. And I'm like, there's people that will fight you to say that it's not wrong. And I'm not saying that either one of y'all is right. I'm saying literally y'all y'all both just draw the line and y'all both feel like y'all right. And right. It's, it's not you like you think you can just walk in the room and go, this is wrong. Stop it. And they're going to go, I don't agree with you. I think it's OK. And we're going to keep making these jokes. Yeah. And, and I right. go ahead. I'm sorry, sweetie. Well, no, no, you go ahead. And, and also, I think, too, for the fact that, like I show, there's nothing wrong if it's funny. We say offensive shit. We say all kinds of stuff. And the thing about a lot of people is like, well, why um, are other comedians, you know, supporting him and things like that? And then people will watch, you know, some comedians are not supporting him. And I think f- when it comes to comedians, it's their personal preference. Because some people say, hey, I say shit. I don't want nobody protesting me because I say some shit that you happen not to like. Yeah. And I think that 
the thing about, like Roger said, at the end of the day, these people that are protesting, especially once you get to the point of Daniel Tosh, y'all not going to affect his money because he's been doing this for a very, very, very long time. Unless Comedy Central say, <laughs> hey, you stepped the line, he's going to be on for a very, very long time. And like I said, I draw my line very differently because... I, I really believe there's nothing wrong if it's funny. And it just, when it comes to certain things, they have got to be presented in a certain manner. And the thing about it, like, like, um, he said before, you gotta be skilled. All, com- all comedians aren't, aren't skilled in all areas of jokes. Yeah. There's a lot of people that don't think any white person saying the N word can be funny at, at any point in time. And, uh, I, you know, I don't agree with that. I, me so, either. I find it hilarious all the time. Yeah. I, 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 I crack up. Even even time. sometimes when they mean it, I find it hilarious, which yep. is probably says something is wrong with me, but whatever. Um, all right, man. Let's talk about race and comedy again. Uh, Chris Rock, last week, <laughs> during I'm, July 4th. Hold on. Uh, before you get to next yeah. answer, I'm actually going to have to, uh, to, uh, to say my goodbyes. Cause okay. One of my kids has... Uh, I smell smoke, and I, I didn't want to rush. Oh out. Jesus! Oh, <laughs> hey man, will you handle that, man? Uh, we'll, we'll we'll talk to you next time, Saron. Thank you for hanging oh, out man. with us, man. Thank you for having me on, Larry. It was good to meet you, man. Hopefully, I'll run into y'all brother. again, man. Yes, sir, we'll have man. Have you back well, on, sweetie. Peace. peace. Oh man, yeah. I hope his shit ain't burning down, dog. <laughs> I know you're dealing with children. You get more kids. Fuck that! I can make more kids. I cannot buy another fucking, you know, fifty-six inch plasma. Right. <laughs> you know, best case scenario is just a kid burning up. I agree, Larry. Um, so Chris Rocks basically said, "Happy Happy White People's Independence Day. The slaves weren't free, but I'm sure they enjoyed the fireworks." Um, on Twitter, and white people went fucking insane. Like. I I was at lunch and I just I saw somebody someone hit my timeline. I was like, "You seeing this shit with Chris Rock?" And I was like, "I don't know what you're talking about." So I just searched for his name on Twitter, and it was a lot of mad white people, like. <laughs> and I just started retweeting them and making jokes and shit like that. And until about yesterday, I was still actually getting responses from you know over a week ago of people just being like. Yeah, you know, there was some white slaves too. Here's a link. Look at it on YouTube. This is the truth. And, uh, to every last one of those, I replied, okay. Um, <laughs> every last one of those. One dude hit me up like four more times and I was just, I kept going, okay. Well, didn't know that. All right. Thanks, man. And he goes, I don't even know why I'm tweeting you anymore. I was like, me either. Exactly. <laughs> like, like I'm not clicking it's on that shit. Life. Yeah, you got ten followers, and all you tweet about is uh, tweeting the black people that slavery wasn't real or some shit. Like I don't give a fuck. Get out of here. Um. So, uh, basically, man, uh, uh, what I thought was ironic was a lot of the people that were defending Chris Rock were the people that didn't like what Daniel Tosh had to say. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying they're hypocritical either. I, I'm just saying I think. It's the way that they view comedy, which is if it's true, then it's funny, kind of like, well, this shit is true. And even though it's socially, uh, you know, provocative or whatever to say this um, is the truth and you can stand behind it. And if you're offended by this because you're, you know, white and you took it personal and all this shit, then it's kind of on you to deal with that. And I just thought it was funny because it's almost like, you know, the, it's like the opposite lines being drawn the other way, you know, like, yes, now you have a bunch of people that are defending Chris Rock that, you know, hey, he can say what he wants to say and blah, blah, blah. And then you have a bunch of white people that probably would have defended Daniel Tosh going, 
yeah uh you can't be saying this shit why don't you go back to why don't you go to another country you don't like america so much i ain't giving you none of my dollars you banned from my house blah 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 and i just think it's it's just ironic that within a week literally people like completely flip sides and shit on the uh you know the comedic lines thing um as far as the argument like as far as who they're pulling for not I don't think they flip moral sides. I just think they flip like it's just funny to watch groups battle against Chris Rock and then literally five days later battle for Daniel Tosh. Mm-hmm. So, yo, somebody blowing up, Larry. Hold on. Yeah, yeah, is that, that you? That you, man? Yeah, that was me. Yo, I never skyped on this joint before. <laughs> I, like, I got a phone call. Shit just went crazy. That was my coworker. I just ended that. I'm sorry. <laughs> no like, problem. I, I've been petrified this entire time to touch my screen because this shit is bugging. It's <laughs> not like my Blackberry. My Blackberry was so much smoother. But anyways, I'm sorry. No, no problem. Oh, no problem. I was like, baby, that's you. So, Karen, what that do you think about? Um, Karen, what do you think about the Chris Rock thing, though? Hmm. I guess me personally didn't have a problem with this at mm. all. Um, he was stating fact because I guarantee you, back then, blacks weren't free. Um, I think that he hit at, but like this, if he'd have said it the day before the Fourth of July or the day after Fourth of July, a lot of people wouldn't have gave a shit. I'm just this. This is just my opinion. They wouldn't have cared. But for the fact that he did it on the 4th, which for a lot of people here in America, it's, you know, a, 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 a quote-unquote sacred day, the 4th of July is for a lot of people. And they feel like, how dare you come in here, comedian, and shit on my day? You know, how dare you come in here and, 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 and tell me how wrong I am on a day that I celebrate and, and, and get fat and eat greasy food and raise flags and most people not celebrating the 4th of July probably for what it's technically supposed to be mm-hmm. and I think that that he touched a, co- a chord with a lot of people the problem I have is that he's a fucking comedian yeah he tells jokes for a living all the tons of shit that he said and joked about you were never offended about but all of a sudden this right here on this day set you off and for a lot of people it, it, it's one of the things where you have to sit back and ask why well here's a, 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 a where where is this anger coming from like yeah. maybe that's just me where is this anger coming from what what all of a sudden made this right here be where you draw your line um larry what you think about it man man fuck them crackers man <laughs> um nah <laughs> I'm playing. That was a white dude just calling me. Actually, that's, that's what just happened a second ago. I get it. Not some of your friends, energy. some of your I best friends are white. My cracker, right? Um, <laughs> some of my best friends I are think, white. Uh, yeah, I think. Well, uh, you know, I think what happens in, in almost all these instances, um, especially with this Chris Rock situation, is the group that hates him is just. They were like, "Oh, thank you, sweetie. This was just what we were waiting on." So it was just an opportunity to lash out. The joke was, was decently funny. It's not his most hilarious material. But if you know anything about Chris Rock, that's not far from his material. Right. So who gives a shit? Like, that wasn't a stretch. Mm-hmm. It wasn't even offensive to white people. Like, I'm like, oh, they only want to act offended like they didn't own slaves. 
Right. Like, I understand you can't be responsible for everything a white person ever did. I dig that. But did white people own the majority of slaves and weren't black people the vast majority of slaves? So I don't want to hear nothing about that percentage of white people that were. You get the joke. He's a comedian. Move on. Like, you know what I mean? It's just those people that already don't like you. They're just pouncing on that opportunity. Yeah. Like, I told you. I told you that's what kind of guy he was. And that's how I look at that situation. I, I never heard about that. The yeah. Taj thing is a little different. I heard a little bit about it, actually, oddly enough, today, because I read about the apology. But, um, yeah, with Chris Rock, I feel like that's definitely just a situation of people who don't like him that were just waiting for that opportunity. They just wanted that ammo. Right. When, like Karen said, he's a comedian. You know it's a joke to begin with. And even in that joke, give me a break. Like, this, come on. Here's like, a, that was not a hard hitter. For me, man, the thing, the bigger thing that I'm looking at here or the point that I think is the biggest is both sides want to shut the other side down. Like in this one, there's a bunch of white people that feel wrong and they're talking about, you know, he's the most hateful person in the world and I'm going to not buy him and we need to boycott his shit and we need to take all of it off my shelves and all this. And the same thing with Taj is, you know, we're going to shut him down. We need to make sure he gets off the air. And he's a he's he's promoting rape like people literally said that his joke promoted rape culture, which to me is ridiculous. Like if you really if you really believe that that dude wants people to be raped because he made that joke or he's okay with rape or the people in the room that laughed at that joke are okay with rape something's wrong with you like that like you have an issue that is insane too like and that and that to me it's the idea of let's shut down somebody for saying something i don't like that is a little weird to me like it's like like i don't want rush limbaugh to not exist because i don't fucking agree with them because i just think that uh someone else will take his place yes they will and will speak for the people that believe that shit because what i think so many people are not willing to accept in america is that we are divided and they're mm-hmm. And it's not that someone is dividing us. It's just mm-hmm. we have legitimate issues that we do not agree with other people on. And some of these people talk about these issues and then we pick sides and we go, I don't agree with your side. So you need to be off the air and you need to shut up and you need, you need to be stopped. And it's like, you do realize this motherfucker goes away. The people that, you know, listen to his show don't. No, they don't. Like the people that go to Tasha's concerts, they don't it, it cease to exist because he's no longer on Comedy Central. And I really feel like um, people think that, you know, somehow getting Chris Rock, uh, you know, to apologize or getting Daniel Taj to apologize or getting these people off the air, or getting them to no longer be able to have a voice would somehow improve society. And I think they're absolutely wrong. I don't think it'll help shit. And then not only that, you think about it the other way. You want a voice, too. So when you go out and you say stuff that the other a lot of people get in these bubbles and they fail to realize it's another bubble outside of your bubble that mm-hmm. thinks the complete opposite of whatever it is that you're thinking. So. You know, just like you want to go protest Rush, guess what? Somebody going to come protest you. Yeah. You know, people have a tendency to forget that. And that, that's the beautiful part about the freedom of speech. Just like Rush has the uh, ability to say that even though I don't agree with it, this dumb, stupid, and ignorant shit he says, guess what? It's people that think the same thing about some things that we may say. 
Yeah, I, like I said, and then, you know, the fact that people don't, you know, like I said, I'm listening to people that are telling me stuff like, I don't care what the context is, or, you know, now, see, I, I disagree with that. Or, or, you know, uh, you know, there were people that were saying shit to me like, see, this is the problem, liberals infiltrate black people and stuff, and I'm like, wow, so apparently, Shit is getting political for y'all. Y'all actually don't care about the joke anymore. Nope. Y'all don't care about the actual, like, discussing what happened. Nope. You only care about, you have pet political issues. That you already came to the table with. That you would like to uh, discuss. And, and you don't care. You've not, you're not even giving a fuck anymore. So, Mm -hmm. yeah, I just thought that the shit was kind of, um, lame. Um, but. Cause like, I, you're talking like, okay, I, I don't know exactly what happened, like you said. The first report I read of it was today on, like, um, was that Pulse, that app? Yeah. And I read, you know, I read that account of it. And you're talking to a person who has literally, I threw up at rape scenes. Like, mm-hmm. I, I literally got nauseous and sick to my stomach at seeing a rape scene in a movie. Um, and I laughed at that joke. Yeah. I, I think, because I, I was like, that kind of would be funny. I laughed. And I, <laughs> you're talking to a guy who laughed. Like, and that's and the thing. It's not even that it's quote-unquote funny it's absurd it is fucking absurd and that's what he's saying is this is how right. fucking absurd exactly. what i'm saying is so that's what, right that's what would make it funny because right because it's right. so absurd so it's, yeah. right absurd. it's like it's the same reason people laugh at family guy a lot of times family guy doesn't get deep anymore mm-hmm. it's just it's just absurdity he's fighting a chicken for 10 minutes we really spent 10 minutes of him fighting a chicken and at some point you're just laughing because you're like this show is it's really so gonna have him doing this <laughs> And and there's people that are really like, well, you can't make this funny. It's like, well, you're putting this on a plate for this dude, and he is going to step up and try to knock that out the park. You might not agree with it because you didn't agree from jump. True. Like, there's nothing he could have said that you would have agreed with in this instance um, as far as uh bringing up this topic for some people you know just oh you talking about rape yeah that's not funny ever it's like well there was no way that you were going to definitely laugh at the next part where he got at her and then and then like i said and then the bigger part is for me i'm not even sure that it happened the way that it was presented and the fact that people ran with it like it was the gospel says enough for me like the fact that People were willing to just be like, this is it. This, that's what happened. And it's like, well, we don't have video. There's other accounts. I don't care. He did it. It's like, okay, well, fuck it. I guess we're not going to discuss it. Like, I can't have this discussion. All right, speaking of discussions you can't have, apparently uh, there was a report on uh, Penn State and the Jerry Sandusky scandal. And it has some damaging information that could harm Joe Paterno's legacy. And so his family released a statement defending Joe Paterno. And I saw this at lunch and I was like, yeah, they should probably just not say anything right now. That's the best thing to do. And just chill because there's really no way out of this. And, you know, you're not going to change public opinion by releasing a statement. Mm -mm. Like there's nobody that really blames him that is also going to read this statement and go, now I don't blame him. You know, and it sounds like a big ass excuse. You know, well, he made mistakes and he regretted them, but he's not the only person that made mistakes. It's like, uh, I don't think that's a good way to start when you talk about child rape. I don't think (laughs) if you're going to try to defend yourself, that's probably not the way to start. Like people are going to take that, you know, kind of personal. This ain't a comedian on stage. This Mm -hmm. shit really did happen. Mm -hmm. And this, you know, there's no way to, uh, 
ease those tensions for a lot of people and you know there's people that are already going to defend them because they like penn state or they like joe Paul, mm-hmm. whatever but um you know and, and people were hitting me up like well it's his family what do you expect him to do and maybe i'm cold-hearted but i expect them to shut the fuck up because they're not helping i just right i mean am i now larry am i being crazy about just being like yeah yeah you just sometimes you got to take the l oh yeah i'm not nah, with you because i'm like shit I was just telling somebody earlier because I was I was giving you credit for giving me some enlightenment with the um like how we should you know it, true empowerment is when we can just do whatever and not be attached to those type things yeah you know like we, it, it started because we, literally there was at lunch today there was fried chicken collard greens cornbread and watermelon being eaten and the black girl didn't want to eat it oh my yo. And I was like, you know what? I never really thought about that perspective until you said it. But the same thing applies. Like, it's great to be like, I'm not saying shit because that's Joe Pa. That's not me. I I can't fix this shit. Yo, like, that's him. Yeah. So I, I'm, I'm definitely on some, that was him. This is me. I'd rather say nothing. Because who knows what pops up at the end. And you go, he didn't do it. There's no way he can. Bro-. And then you go, oh, shit. Fuck, man. Yeah. yeah. Even yeah. like even if I felt this way. Like, say this was my brother or my dad or somebody I love. Somebody I would hate to see get publicly slandered like this. It's almost like the Larian uh, socks Twitter Twitter shit. You gotta fall. You gotta fall back because, like, fighting it just makes it last longer. Like yes, it's, it does. Like you, you all gotta embrace that shit and walk away. Like you yeah, know, exactly. Speaking of lessons learned, you know that's a lesson I learned from 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 Larry. It was like, oh, this shit ain't going good. I see you in a couple of days. Turn my phone off. <laughs> Yo, I just had a conversation with a young lady last night about this very incident. I was like, she's like, oh my god. You know, glad you took it somewhere. I was like, eh, you know, shit. You learn. Right. What the fuck am I going to do? <laughs> That's so, it. I'm going to just go lay low, come back in a few days. And, uh, you know, and people, some people were even like, uh, well, you know, they're just coming to grips with this information. No. they. This has been going on for a while, y'all. Mm-hmm. The, we have known about this shit for a while now. They knew this report was coming. They prepared this statement. This was not a... You know, we caught, you know, his son walking mm-hmm. to Walmart and then they he got said, a lawyer. They got people together and they, they broke right. this shit up. So, like, I don't see how we could just be like, uh, you know, they're just grieving. Like, no, he, he actually been dead for a while, too. Yes, he has. I know months. it sounds cold, but the truth of the matter is at some point you got to be like, yo, public opinion is not giving a fuck about no statements. No, they're not. And, <laughs> and, and the thing about it, like you said, you're not going to change people's opinion whatever somebody thought is not going to change over this and my thing is this for the family this even opened up wounds for attack against the family so to me personally it's best just to let it ride let it roll and if you're going to make a statement like this you know when the best time to make it after the sendesti trial is over well just stop you know what don't make the statement don't make the statement yeah yeah, i mean you shouldn't do it at all but if you feel like you have to I guess for me, that's the best time. I, and well, the, don't say nothing else no the Sandusky more. trial, he's been he's been found guilty, so that's over. He just hadn't, and I think he's even been sentenced at this point. How though? Like what? I mean, because like fifty some people said he did it. So what? 
Yeah. <laughs> some people said I did some shit too. Them niggas all lying on me. Right. Well, he's in jail. He's in he's in prison because he got hated on by all those kids. And um, <laughs> a lot of haters, man. You know, I just you can't. I do it for my haters, actually. You know, but um, but but yeah, man, it's just like shit like that is like to me i would like to hope and i don't know because i've never been in that situation i would like to hope that i could take that l and just be like yep this ain't the time nope and it's and this last thing before we move on from this but this is the fucking problem with these college coaches because he gets to hold himself as a paragon of virtue and tell you how he's gonna raise your kids and he's gonna protect them and he's gonna make them a man and you could trust me i'm gonna be like his father away from home i'm gonna be doing this i'm gonna be taking him to church blah 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 and then when shit goes wrong you go well i moved it up the chain of command i mean what was i supposed to do like well you told me you was a fucking leader you told me that you was mr virtue you told me you about doing things the right way and all this shit you don't get to opt out. You don't get to morally opt the fuck out when you feel like, well, now it's hard. That was before when I was talking about keeping your son from drinking. You know what I mean? It's like, no, you knew about this shit for years and it was cool. So, you you know, it, you got to be, you at some point, you got to be held accountable if you want to present yourself as more than a man. No, you want to just be a man again? Then just be a man when you go out there on that recruiting trail. Just be a man when you're out there, you know, trying to get boosters to give money to the school. No, then you, then it's time for the moral code and the soapbox standing and all that shit. So, it's, you know, I don't appreciate that shit, man. I, I think that family looks kind of silly right now. Um, all right, man. It's time to play some guest the race, man. Think, yeah, things, things have been too serious. Um, the first one is a, is a video. Let's see if I can get this to play right away if we got an ad. Let's see here. I was a nurse. Before. Oh, of course we got to add. Yeah, yeah of course. Fuck me. Um, well, this lady was a nurse apparently, and now she needs to talk for thirty <laughs> seconds. Now she's popular and got attached to a popular YouTube. Well, as 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 people know, uh, here at the Black Outers, we play a little game called Guess the Race. It's a worldwide phenomenon, and basically we just ask people, the guest included, and the chat room, to look at or listen to a video or hear us read it, and then decide. The race of the people involved. Uh, here's our first case. Starts now. A stunning and tragic turn of events in a Phoenix courtroom today as a valley man collapses and falls to the ground minutes after he was convicted of setting fire to his Biltmore mansion. Prosecutors say that Michael Marin set fire to his Biltmore mansion and then climbed out wearing scuba gear to escape the smoke. Well, today a jury convicted Marin on arson charges, but moments after the verdict, he collapsed and was rushed to the hospital, and tonight we can confirm he is dead. Mark Martinez is live with the details. Mark. Uh, Kerry, this is unlike anything I've ever seen before, and we still don't know exactly what caused his death. But I can tell you the courtroom turned chaotic about seven minutes after the jury's guilty verdict was read. It could have sent Michael Marin to prison for... Ne- oh, of course, it reloaded right during this shit <laughs> but anyway man um do you think you can guess the race of michael Marin, uh arsonist who uh burned down his own mansion escaped wearing a snorkel uh, a, a, a mask uh for snorkeling and uh then when he was convicted in court consumed some type of substance and killed himself in court me? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, dog. You the only one we playing guess the race with? Nah, I, mean, I ain't know if you go to the chat room first. No, nah, nah, I go to you first. Yeah, we'll ask you right, first. Right, right, right. Um, 
That's come on. It's white. Come on. White. Okay. Yeah. Let's check the chat room. And he already had the scuba gear. <laughs> I don't know he already had the scuba gear. Inclination. The guy already had the scuba gear. And plus, white people know all about insurance fraud. Oh, these you know, Larry makes good points, so I can't really argue with any of that. Let's take the uh let's check the chat, man. Uh Matt keyboard color. That's white. Uh Matt says that's a whitey. German says Sigu. Uh Delfrano said niggas don't snorkel. We ain't fucking with water too tough. Um Girls Cast member says Nick Jew. <laughs> <laughs> Caucasian says John Minus. Uh, Leonard Brothers says, a honkasaurus who hates his short arms because he can't feed himself cheeses. Um, and Popson says, that's an extreme triple X Games mountain climber adventurous white who would swim with sharks. Uh, shark kisser says Phil Five. Shark kisser. Yeah, correct. That's his white. I think everyone got that one. So. Hey, baby, I left her. I left again. Uh, do the same thing you did. Uh, well, I don't think I kicked you out. All right. Get, let me, get, let me work on that, Karen. No problem. Um, Here's a video, and uh, I want you guys to guess the race of the McDonald's employee. Oh, as soon as I turn the volume up, because, you know, that will help. <laughs> you know how I turn I'm it. not. Fuck it. Who cares? Yeah, we doing this shit no volume, dog. I don't need no fucking volume. I know. Work McDonald's? Black. <laughs> right. <laughs> Is it sex? Starts right now. Right now on the Fox 29 News at 6, a rodent running wild in a Philadelphia McDonald's. So a former employee pulled out his cell phone. And you can't serve that to people. A mouse caught in a bag of buns. Did some of those buns go right to customers? They tell us to take the mouse droppings off and take out the buns that's been eaten off of and serve the rest. It's a story you'll see only here on Fox 29. I'll tell you what, it is shocking a video. There's a mouse running around food that's about to be served. This is at a Philadelphia McDonald's. And the former employee who shot this video is talking only to us. Fox 29's Claudia Gomez live in the newsroom with this exclusive. Claudia, yuck. <laughs> really, uh, Carrie. What you're about to see will make you lose your appetite guaranteed. A live mouse inside a bag of bread used to make Big Macs at a McDonald's in West Oak Lane. A former employee told Fox 29 the general manager ordered her employees to serve the bread to customers. <laughs> Goddamn. That's evil as shit, by the way. All right. Here we go. <laughs> like just bread is. <laughs> At first, it's hard to believe what you're seeing. The video was shaky and amateurish, shot on a cell phone camera on November 14th. But watch carefully in slow motion as a mouse scrambles right over a hamburger bun. If somebody was to go in there on a surprise visit any given day, just pop up and go back there in the bun area, you're going to find at least three racks they got droppings on them. Kareem DeMeo told Fox 29 he shot the video inside this McDonald's on Stenton Avenue in West Oak Lane because he was disgusted by what happened afterwards. DeMeo says the restaurant's general manager told employees not to throw out the buns and instead... 
take it over, dump the mice droppings into the trash, and take out the buns that's been eaten off of and use the rest. Fox 29 spoke to another former employee who did not want to be identified. He says he was fired for not showing up to work. That employee confirmed what DeMeo told us. Are you Zubeda? You're the general manager? What's more, that former employee says he once saw this woman, the general manager, brush off the droppings herself. One former employee tells us that he saw you picking mouse droppings off the bread. Ma'am, do you have anything to say to that? She denied the accusations and referred us to McDonald's corporate communications. We did ask DeMeo why he didn't warn the health department and why he waited to contact Fox 29. And he said, because I was making six fifty an hour. <laughs> That's right. Until after he was fired for poor performance. I'm thinking about my paycheck that's coming for my wife and my kids, to be honest with you. What? You can feed a wife and kids off a McDonald's check? And his other five jobs. What are they you must be about? eating them rat dropping ones that he throws away. <laughs> no, no way you making it off. You're like, shit, we can wipe that off. Yeah. That was my time. You don't eat rat before. Yeah, run some holes, run the holes over there, that water, that bread, real quick. <laughs> I need money in my house. This is my job. DeMeo told us he's worked at two other McDonald's and never saw anything like this. He believes it's isolated to this restaurant. We did contact the owner of that McDonald's franchise, and he did watch our report at 5 o'clock. They were supposed to send us an updated statement. We have not received that, so in lieu of that, we're going to show you the statement they issued prior to our 5 o'clock broadcast. That owner said... All right, that, so they don't go back to my man, but what? guess the race, Larry, of Kareem DeMeo. Uh, Kareem? The, whis- the whistleblower. Kareem? Kareem DeMeo. Okay, I'm going to go Kareem. Mm-hmm. Um... I fuck that. I like winning. Black. 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 All right. Yeah. Let's check the chat room and see what they say. Uh, Kareem DeMeo. Uh, Sambo Porch Monkey Nigra. Okay. Uh, Sulfur 8 Black Magic Scout Greaser. <laughs> oh, my. A Blue Magic Scout Greaser. Blue Magic. My bad. Uh, Mythos, Blue Magic the shit, though. Mental <laughs> Cigarette Smoking Field Centipede. Uh, young Jeezy Stop Snitching Rat Black. Um, I'm loving it, commercial watcher, and black is all my cousins in Sierra Leone. Correct answer is black, but he did have that wavy hair like Max B, though. Yeah. For the record. Ow. Ow. <laughs> free Max B. He had that good curl of hair. <laughs> that natural wavy I like wavy saying hair. free Max B because it's never going to happen. So right. No. Mm-hmm, yeah. There's so many fans, and, and he's like, he's such a subpar rapper. <laughs> like, free him. Free that nigga, man. That nigga is never getting out of jail. Yeah, I'm not even. I'm, I'm not even saying I'm opposed to to releasing convicted murderers. Um, I'm just not lowering the top bar of talent that low. That's all. You know, <laughs> it's not even. It's not even a moral standpoint. It's a it's a standpoint of talent. Shit, nigga ain't got bars, man. Yeah. Oh, like if if Rivera would have died when Jay Z stabbed him, I would have been like, free Jay Z. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Like, who? Uh, who? Yeah. yeah. What'd you say? He, he, stabbed, he stabbed Big Pun. Oh, Un. Yeah, you can let that nigga die then. <laughs> let's, get, let's get Jay out of prison. Um, We got to talk about sword ratchetness because we always do. A two-foot-long blade with a white ornamental handle was found among some builder's materials in Lower Espanade. 
Esplanade, anyway, in Brighton. Officers think it was used nearly two weeks ago in an attack on the seafront in the early hours of the morning. A 19-year-old man from London was arrested and bailed on suspicion of causing grievous bodily harm. According to... Uh, according appealing for witnesses, police said the injured man was attacked in the street June sixteenth at four in the morning. Where you gonna be outside on the corner between Concord <laughs> Club and Legend Club? He was taken to a Royal Sussex County Hospital in Brighton. So apparently, if a sword attack happens in the woods and nobody sees it, then did it really happen? I don't Not know. Not if you white. Not if you white. Um. <laughs> This is funny. Not against the race, just a funny story. A man whose girlfriend refused his demand that she should stop reading the cult erotic novel Fifty Shades of Grey was subjected <laughs> was subjected to his spicy revenge oh, by, when he squirted brown sauce all over her face. That's how I did what? that too. She liked it though. <laughs> is, like, yeah, squirt some more of that brown. Wait. Is that one of the um? Is that one of the uh, chapters? Two different brown sauces. Is that one of the yeah. chapters in Fifty Shades of Grey? I, 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 I would know. I, I, I don't know. <laughs> Raymond Hodge, Hodgson, thirty-one, was appalled to discover that his partner of five years, Emma McCormick, had been reading the racy book. <laughs> what was he like? Uh, a fucking Puritan? I mean, it's a book. You in here reading this shit? You in here getting smart, trying to find out how to satisfy me better. I picture him coming. I picture him. Uh, she learned how to get satisfied. That's the problem. He's like, orgasm. What's this? Yeah. Wait. You mean I can actually enjoy this shit too? Wait a minute. I just picture him sitting at the coffee table or something or the dinner table late at night with all the lights off. And then she comes in to go to bed or something, you know, to come in from work and turns on the light. And he's just sitting there like his house robe with his legs crossed. Holding the book like, what is this? Huh? <laughs> Adrian, you answer me. Or whatever her fucking name was. Um, so I'll see. In court, Hodgson pleaded guilty to a single charge of common assault. Prosecutor Adrian Harris said the couple had been in a relationship for four or five years. They'll both still live with their respective parents. Yeah. Wow. Well, maybe they're young. I don't know. He's 31. Okay, well, that's a little not as young as you probably might want to be to live with your parents. But, yeah. you know, whatever. I don't judge. Who knows? Mm-hmm. Brother in school. Maybe he's, you know. <laughs> I, okay, let's move on because I don't, I got no excuse for him. <laughs> they have been arguing on June 25th after Miss McCormick began reading extracts from the best-selling novel by E.L. James, which is now the fastest-selling book of the year. Miss Harris said... Mr. Hodgson thought the book was pornographic and that she should not read such literature. What the fuck? I say check underneath his mattress, you know. <laughs> I think he probably got something more than that. Um, yeah, I know so. 50 sticky pages of gray, if you know what I mean. <laughs> the argument, 50 gooey pages of gray. The argument continued into... <laughs> The argument continued until the following day with the two exchanging text messages. That conversation, which included some discussion of private family issues, left Hodgson feeling angry. Ms. Harris said he went to her home at 7 p.m. on June 26th, took with him a bottle of brown sauce. She answered the door and the argument continued. She went to the door and he jammed his foot in the door, slapped her once in the face. I like how they left that out of the title. And then squirted her with the bottle of brown sauce. What the hell was the brown sauce? I don't know. He, the, the interview, oh, from Brown Man, he did. Yeah, 
I got some brown sauce. Ah. I'll show you after the show, Karen. Hodgins. <laughs> I know. Yeah, I'll show you. You know what it is. Trust me. Hodgins said. Better be fucking barbecue sauce. Hodgins said when he felt Fifty Shades of Grey was a distasteful and pornographic book. Uh, oh, that's what he felt. And, uh, Miss Harris said, he said he had every intention of squirting sauce over Miss McCormick, but now regrets having done this, realizing how stupid it sounds. After he, uh, he more pissed about the sauce than smacking her. Well, he didn't realize the sauce incident would be classed as an assault. He's sorry for his action. You're right, Karen. What about the slap? Well, he denied slapping her. So he's admitting to the sauce and doesn't realize sauce is an attack as well as slapping, so. Yeah, she don't know what the, it could. You could have squirted her with anything, sir. Oh man, I just hope he doesn't find like the scarlet letter or anything that she's reading. Like it's, <laughs> it's, this shit could have been worse, man. He's like, I let you off easy. Well, well, shit, if you gonna squirt me with brown sauce, she might as well watch real fucking porn. Well, wait till he finds those tickets for Magic Mike. That uh, she, oh, that's gonna be too much to you. Yeah, I don't heard the women watch that stuff. They said that's off the chain. <laughs> All right, here's a. Uh, let's get back to guess the race, Larry. You ready to go back in? Let's get it. All right, here we go. I said play. Son of a bitch. A accused of pounding on a police car and then challenging an officer to a fight. And police say the whole time this guy was high on bath salts. Yeah, the synthetic drugs with dangerous side effects are now hitting the streets of Metro Atlanta. Steve Kiggins joins us live with a look at what officers are doing to fight them and why it's such a tough battle. Steve. Yeah, 21-year-old Matthew Hammond is in its cell here at the Gwinnett County Jail. He's charged with disorderly conduct and felony obstruction. And police tell me they're starting to train their officers on how to tell when someone's been high on bath salts. This video from Gwinnett County Sheriff's deputies shows officers processing Matthew Hammond after an alleged run-in with police. Hammond's mother called 911 last Tuesday when her son started acting strangely. They told me that uh, he was walking around with a knife, talking about he going to hurt somebody. And uh, he also had been calling me, uh, being schizophrenic, acting schizophrenic, uh, saying that his friends set him up. Police responded to this quiet, Duluth neighborhood to find Hammond. <laughs> I don't know what that means. <laughs> I don't I'm sorry, I'm sorry. <laughs> I just don't know what any of that meant, dog. Like, it was just the way she said it or something. Like, he was acting schizophrenic, you know, schizophrenic. Oh, man. He agitated, and he had feces in his mouth. You smart, dummy, you. Yeah. Hold on, I got to go back to what, to the important detail. Say again, Larry. Larry, you still there? No, I said go back here because I heard it. Okay. All right, here we go. Police responded to this quiet Duluth neighborhood to find Hammond highly agitated and he had feces in his mouth. (laughs) (laughs) He was talking. He must have been talking that shit, Karen. He talked so much shit, shit came out of his mouth. Like hot fire. He was full of shit. Oh, man. He was talking shit, literally. Yeah, that's what I said. <laughs> All right, here we go. I got Lamar. <laughs> he looked out of his window and saw the subject 
charging directly at his patrol car. That's when police say Hammond became out of control, apparently high on bath salts. Began trying to get into his door, banged on his windows a couple times and actually grabbed on the latch of the door and was trying to open it. Uh, he was saying things like, come on, come on, as if he wanted to fight. I'll eat you. And just last month, officers shot video of this man, Carl LeVenture, who they say was also high on bath salts. After an altercation, police pepper sprayed and tased LeVenture with little effect. Corporal James Smith of the Gwinnett County Police Force says dealing with suspects high on bath salts is a growing problem. There's probably been other incidents where we encountered somebody that was a user of bath salts, but we haven't really put two and two together. The problem is so new, officers are only now being trained to look at signs of bath salt use, like speaking in gibberish and being highly agitated and stripping of clothing because bath salts raises the body's temperature. Mm. Police say part of the problem is every time lawmakers outlaw a particular formula of bath salts, manufacturers come up with new combinations to get around the law. That means officers just have to keep confronting users on the streets. We expect that we're going to see this more and more, and with the extreme negative reactions that go along with this drug, it's, it's got the potential to be a big problem. And Gwinnett County Police are starting to go store to store, confiscating anything that even resembles bath salts. But that's not going to solve the problem. Right now, you can go and buy bath salts on the Internet, and those drug users are getting the drugs sent right to their house via the mail. Well, Yo, so uh, guess the race of um, Matthew Hammond, 21 years old. All right, listen, I don't, I'm, I, I listen all the time, and for me, guessing the race is the most important part. Um, come on, yo. Like, niggas talking shit, mad shit. He literally spitting that shit. <laughs> like, there's no question. And his mom diagnosed him. His mom. Schizophrenia. Schizophrenia. He's talking that schizophrenia. <laughs> Anytime that look, I'll be wanting to get this wrong just to get it wrong for human sake. Fuck that shit. Yeah, I want to win. I want them W's. I want points. <laughs> bath sauce Black. is, yeah, bath sauce thus far has really proven to be uh, a Negro issue. At, <laughs> so, so I understand why you would go on that hunch. Let's see what the chat room has to say. Um, let's see. Uh, negative Calvin. What does that mean? White. I don't know what that means. Yeah, Kool-Aid so. drinker that street name Main Main. He was white until I heard his mom, said Delfrano, who I assume is no longer going with white. That's Junebug in him, says Two Fish Terrellin. <laughs> <laughs> One whose ancestors died in the Middle Passage, says Leonard Brothers, taking it to a dark place. Uh, Sigu says, Sigu says, mountain climbing, dolphin riding, dog lover that can't jump. I'm assuming that's white. Me too. Nick Jew says doo doo brown cornrow have having face eating niggalum. <laughs> and Popson says the baby of the crack epidemic survivor 2012 Obama era bath salt black. Uh, and then uh, Cheetot says next level cheese eater. Correct answer is black. You three for three, Larian. Yeah, Larian's killing it, man. Killing it. It's by percentages, baby. Um, Let's keep it going. Speaking of of percentages, Wells Fargo had to pay $175 million to settle race discrimination probe. Yes, sir. (laughs) And uh, all I got to tell y'all is, I told you so. 
we talked about this a long time ago when the show started we're talking about that housing thing and how people just Mm -hmm. overlooking the racial aspect of it and uh that was a huge part of it and there's people like you know you couldn't took the loan why'd you take it and it's like well do you really think these banks were giving these people loans and then saying uh you're not going to be able to uh you know to take to to pay it or do you really think that these uh banks were putting the proper information to get the loans in the first place nope they were fudging paperwork, changing paperwork around. They was like, oh, we know you don't make enough money. Well, the settlement, which needs uh, approval from a judge, will end the investigation into whether or not the fourth largest U.S. bank between 2004 and 2009 knowingly targeted minorities for risky mortgages that came with higher costs, according to documents filed in the U.S. District Court of Columbia. Yep. Not even uh, surprised even a little bit, man. Mm-hmm. I, I, I know there were some banks that were actually getting accused of filling out information at, at lying like someone would be yeah. like I, I work at mcdonald's and then they would be like yeah i'm just gonna put you down for uh you work at uh bank of america mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah um, and bank it, of mcdonald's and it's like you submit your paperwork with the correct information they take it back forge it change the the numbers and then give you a loan and then people go why are these houses going under it's like because these banks are being dirty as shit. And, and these people never should. They should have been denied. And then, uh, you know, and people, especially if you're white, middle class or upper middle class, uh, the the politicians are doing their best to make it feel like, see, the problem is these minorities try to buy these houses in your neighborhood and they don't need to be getting them. And and they should turn down the loan. It's personal responsibility. Then, But then you go to find out that it's institutional. Of course. Um, so yeah, man. I you know I just wanted to put that out there, man. We was right. <laughs> so don't be mad at me for being right. Be mad at these motherfuckers for giving uh giving these people these loans that they weren't supposed to give get them and purposely lying to the people. Yeah, instead and of the bank telling them no, like nobody ever says at any period of time that the bank should have just told you no. And that shit really destroyed the entire uh, economy yes, for it us. Did. Like, this shit all trickles up. So anyway, next story. Um, where's the volume on this shit? Oh, okay. Oh, wouldn't that help? Nick Watts Hart. Right, let's get back to that. Now to a scientific breakthrough that could lead to the first real cure for male pattern baldness. It is a story very close to yeah. Nick Watts' heart. Woo. Head. And so we sent it. Up top, to LeBron. And Nick Watt, <laughs> I just want you to know I love you and all that lustrous hair on top of your head. It's just the luck of the draw that it happens to be me throwing to you in London, I swear. Good morning to you, Nick. You know, uh, he didn't have to bring that up. That he, <laughs> like he could have just as easily not brought up that he has hair and the other dude doesn't. Like, what an asshole. Anyway. Josh, you know, I, I'm a little hurt this morning. I'm, I, I'm really offended. A story comes up about male pattern baldness, and you guys are like, let's get that balding British guy to do it. He'll be able to empathize. <laughs> you know, I'm hurt. He's Yes, he mad. <laughs> he mad as shit. Man has landed on the moon. Split the atom. Perfected indoor plumbing. But we haven't found a cure for the slaphead, the chrome dome, the Kojak. Cheers, baby. Stephanopoulos, <laughs> champion, <laughs> Elliot. Kojak. Go get a cup of coffee. This doesn't concern you. You, you, and you, gather round. Half of men have thinning hair by age 50, and now this guy thinks he's unlocked the cure. Uh, we actually looked at the scalp of men who were going bald. The particular 
protein that's elevated in the bald scalp is called PGD2. High levels of that protein were totally bald. They're right. There are compounds that can block that receptor that are under development by several uh, drug companies right now. That's enough of the science, dude. Just make it happen. Ladies, imagine a pill that allowed you to gorge on chocolate 24-7. This is sexist as shit right here, this, this example. <laughs> Just, just want, just want everybody to know. I recognize this is sexist as shit, but I'm a. Let me yes, finish it playing. is. All right, here we go. You know how bitches like chocolate. Right yeah. <laughs> That's the only thing this is missing is him going, bitches. Uh, let me, let me tell you about something you can relate to: candy and your fat ass eating it all the time on your period. Yeah. Science, dude. Just happen. Ladies, imagine a pill that allowed you to gorge on chocolate 24/7 and still look like this. That's the best analogy I can think of. There are other baldness treatments around. There's the Bruce Willis shave, the Phil Spector rug, the Elton John plugs, or the Big Earn McCracken, beloved by politicians all over the world. But they're flawed, not really cures. There's Regain, Rogaine, Propecia. Some swear by them. I'm not only the hair for president, but I'm also a client. Some don't. Could we be on the verge of an undisputed elixir of furry youth? I think this could be the beginning of the end of hair loss for men and women. For men it would be the foul, no youth. You may remember this day, my baldy-headed brothers. It's a great day <laughs> for mankind. You know, this might change my career trajectory massively. If I rub in this lotion, I could be on TV for another 10, 15 years. I'll be sitting here like Rod Blagojevich, maybe get a bit of Michael Bolton action going around the back. No one can stop me. Josh, I'll be unrecognizable. <laughs> Again, I have to recuse myself. All right, so the reason I played all of that is because the actual article that it's attached to is, for some men, propitious sexual side effects may be long-lasting. That's right. Oh. Uh, three minutes of baldness hype and how you can cure it with, um, apparently people can't get the dicks hard because of Papisha. So. Wow. Uh, one dude she says. just going to lose that head in. He said, I kept expecting the side effects to go away, but they did not. They only got worse. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, so you can get your yeah, hair back. As you know. Get your hair back, but you can't get your dick back. So. Listen, I, I tell all my, you know, friends, uh, all my balding brothers, listen, dude, just just let go and let God, man. She ain't that serious, man. Yep. Think about all the money you save on haircuts. I just buy razors, <laughs> you know what I mean? Hop them in the shower, shave that on up. You're good to go. Um, don't do extends. Sure, maybe there's a possibility that your penis may get bigger. Probably not. <laughs> and and if it does, look what happens. I'm not risking. I'm not risking my dick, dog. I'm not. Exactly. It's like eh. even if you have a, even if you have the like you know the most comical penis on the planet. Right. You know, it, it, let her make jokes of it. Right. At least it still works. It's like it's like uh that uh it's like your it's yours and that's what matters the most. You know, so exactly. you only get one. So fuck that. And, and, and there's no dick store. So, like, you know, oh, you got a little dick. It's like you're a cheap. There's no store to go purchase a better dick. It's the one you got, you know, and she wants to make fun of it. And, you know, so be it. It sucks. I understand that. But you didn't get that dick because you were a cheap bastard or you grew up poor. 
It's just the one that you ended up with. Karen, would you uh, rather date a man with a uh, bald head or, um, you know, do you want a, a man, you know, with a working penis? What, 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 what do you prefer? What kind of question is this, sir? I'm just asking the question, ma'am. Oh. <laughs> people out there, oh, we'll make that decision. Nick. People out there oh, might want to know. Yeah, it work. Well, <laughs> I, I want your dick to work because we can always get around the balding issues. Just shave your head. It's just that simple to me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because if, if your dick don't work, we're going to have some issues. Yeah, I look at that shit like the, like I look at my dick like the recruits in um <laughs> in full metal jacket. Yeah, cause this, I don't like, this, know about y'all like this is my rifle. There are many others like it, but this one is mine. My rifle is my best friend. It is my life. I must master it. I must master my life. Without me, my rifle is useless. Without my rifle, I am useless. I must fire my rifle. True. That's what that that shit is true. Fuck yeah, that. I mean, I like sex and I like to fuck. So I, I just can't believe I some. To be can you believe some men are that fucking like focused on their hair though? They're like literally because it's about appearance. They, they will risk their dick. Yeah, like, they be like, well, I can take Viagra. Like I can get a chick, my dick won't work, but I can get her. <laughs> like, yeah, I got her in the room. I, I can get her. My dick don't work. Yeah, but I, now, I, ain't, I can't fuck her, but I can get her. Now we in the room holding hands and watching Netflix, trying to pretend like <laughs> she don't want to fuck. <laughs> like that didn't happen. Yeah. <laughs> I, you know, love you, woman, to death, and I salute you so much because a woman will do that. Yeah. Be, in her mind, she'll be going, wow, what the motherfuck. It's, oh, it's okay. You know, it's no big deal. It happens. <laughs> in the back of her mind, she's like, really, motherfucker? Yeah. Really? Dudes so do, salute you for that. To the, to the, for the, probably ain't going to do that shit. Well, for the record, men will do that. But, like, there's many a man that's watched, watched a Netflix movie. With a with blue balls, that's happening. Fuck that nigga. Yeah, yeah. I was him too. Okay, you right. Yeah, I was that guy. I'm too many, old for that shit now. But yeah, now I would it would never happen at, to me now. But there's plenty of men that have had that. Like, what you mean you saved? But we was just <laughs> we was just on the phone and we was just talking. On you got saved that quick. It took twenty minutes to get here. Um, Saving is good because that's good. You know, in case you get in the financial bind. Um, right now we talking about doing fucking. <laughs> on skype on skype he wasn't saving it till marriage (laughs) (laughs) i I seen everything girl yeah um apparently there was another sword incident um where uh police had to shoot a man that had a sword uh that shot him dead he was rampaging with a sword while accompanied with a woman who had a sword too well damn it was a dynamic duo wasn't it (laughs) it was like a couple they went out together man um Yeah, I'm not going to read the whole thing because we kind of pressed for time. But, yeah, it's getting dangerous. These sore people actually got, they in couples now. Um, that shit's like a comic book. That's what's up. Like, I want an uh, action hero wife that I'm a little bit better than so I could kill in case shit go down. Yeah, it's a, it's a couple to the death. Um, this, I thought this story was uh, very important. Uh, apparently, um, the... <laughs> National Oceanic Atmospheric and Administration has uh, released a official statement, and I think uh, hopefully everyone's sitting down. Uh, no easy way to say it, so I'll just read the statement. No evidence of aquatic humanoids has ever been found. Oh, fuck. Why then oh, do... Yeah, I know. It's tough, Larry. 
why then do they occupy the collective unconscious of nearly all seafaring peoples that's a question best left to historians philosophers and anthropologists that's right they have declared there is no such thing as mermaids why didn't they say that aquatic humanoids just say no mermaids (laughs) when you're releasing an official statement you don't want to say you don't want to come out and just say there's no mermaids I'm sitting here going, aquatic humanoids. What the fuck is we talking about here? Yes. yes. <laughs> She's right, though. What else? Yeah. Like, well, there's no mermaids and there's no mer marsupials. <laughs> no. no. <laughs> like, why do we got to go through mer humanoids? I like that. I really, I like that. There's nothing. There's, there's not enough to do with the National Oceanic Atmospheric Administration. That's what I liked. Did they literally? They literally was like, "Man, what are we doing today?" Oh, you wanna you wanna say there's no such thing as a Loch Ness monster? No, no, that's too much. We, we covered that before. Let's say well, there's. Well, a, we got our ten thousandth email about mermaids. Let's, let's go ahead and research this shit. Yeah, let's just let's go out and release the the email. Um, Pauline Potter guessed the race. Uh, she, she's the world's heaviest woman. Uh oh. And she lost ninety eight pounds, Karen. Isn't that good? Yeah, yes, that's that's excellent. You know how she lost it? How she lose it? Marathon six. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Pauline Potter became the world's heaviest living woman last year, weighing in at a whopping six hundred and forty three pounds. You said six hundred and forty three pounds. Yeah. <laughs> And then she got her a man. Now Potter has her sight set on losing weight. And she's turned to marathon sex sections to help shed the pounds. In an interview with UK's Closer magazine, Potter described how her reignited sex life with her ex-husband, Alex, has helped her lose 98 pounds. She says, I can't move much in bed, but I burn 500 calories a session. It's great exercise and just jiggling around. Shit well. for, for him too. <laughs> shit, he shit he gonna lose weight too. This is a weight loss for everybody, ain't it? Um, Ooh. I think that's it, a lot of women. She's probably always just jiggling around at six hundred forty three pounds. Yeah, ain't, ain't, that's ain't, not really. Ain't, ain't that's too not much really you can. Mm, ain't, ain't too much moving around. You can do that big. Potter, that's big. Potter, who has been consuming ten thousand calories a day, a day, hopes to reach her goal weight of. 532 pounds with the help of Alex. The two have sex up to seven times each day. Uh, she makes sure she makes 10,000 calories a day. Yeah, but you know, burn 500 calories a session, and there's seven times. So you know, like she got it down about 70, about seven, 750,000. Uh, anyway, uh, 75, <laughs> 75, 75, 7, 7,000. My, my, my thing is, is, is that's, can, that's can, a lot of can, calories, dog. That's can, a lot of calories. Can you even get off the chair? Uh yeah yeah I mean we, Karen, see see Karen once you once you get it down to just six thousand five hundred calories a day now you can work with yourself you know you can get down lose some of that weight through the sex you know um she says we love foreplay and massages as well as full sex I pleasure Alex too she my bed is strengthened and although I can't buy sexy lingerie. I drape a nice sheet over me. Is this trick? <laughs> I think they're trolling us. They are trolling the world. 
straight a sheet over me. Oh, I can't afford. Lot. I just come, come here, boy. I just come, cover myself up. Yeah, can you that, see? Put that sheet on me. After is, is, is my nipples poking out? You think he come home? You think he come home? He's like, oh, I see you got the sheet on. Oh, shit. <laughs> let me. He looked yeah. in that living room set. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I bet you that bed. I, I bet you he probably had to uh, get one of them beds where you had to. Um, uh, put like uh, extra woods on the side yeah. and prop it up and straight. Well, it's made out of it's probably made out of Wolverine's bones. Uh, at the, <laughs> Stone at the, uh, adamantium. At the meeting online in 2002, the couple married in 2005. When Potter failed to bond with Alex's son, the two split up three years later. The breakup triggered Potter's weight gain. She began consuming copious amount of high calorie foods and packed on the pounds. With all the extra weight on her, Potter became depressed. She contacted the Guinness Book of World Records in hopes of winning the title of World's Heaviest Woman and hoped that that would shame her into losing weight. When Alice got wind of the publicity surrounding Potter, he decided to visit her and the flame quickly rekindled. Uh, okay. That's With- all that friction, yo. Yeah, <laughs> that's how that flame got back. Yeah, that shit, shit, that flame. He, go ahead. I'm sorry, Larry. Oh no, no. I just said I've seen people make fire out of two pieces of wood rubbing together a lot. So, <laughs> <laughs> what you gonna say, Karen? I'm about to say flame. She, she probably catch him on fire. She warm. Uh, when <laughs> God. that's a lot. When Alice, when Alice got wind of the, uh, all right. So w- within the first day of being back together, we had sex six times in 24 hours. I don't even want to know this about good-looking couples. <laughs> I know, right? I never care. I never care. Uh, Who cares? <laughs> right. These, they, they went and wrote an article. Alex told the son last November, even though one of Pauline's legs weighs more than I do, oh my. <laughs> we're able to position her body to make sex enjoyable for both of us. Alex, who weighs just 140 pounds... Oh, well, nigga, you're going to weigh 98 by the time she catches up because you're going to lose weight, too. Well, maybe he can eat no fat and she can't eat any lean, you know? <laughs> it's a real it's a real dangerous for it's real it's really dangerous for us to have sex because at any moment the bed could collapse and one or both of us could be seriously injured or even killed from the impact, she says. Well, damn. But using sex for weight loss loss is an uh, is not an unheard of activity shagging can make you slimmer if you do it enough dr yvonne Kristen fulbright said shagging that's nowhere for sex first of all she sounds like a porn star not a doctor yeah i was like shagging um, 1970s the columnist and founder of sexuality source wrote for fox news it can also help two of you fall for each other all over again requiring no monthly fee dress code optional you can sexercise yourself in the shape with one uh this is one gym membership you'll never want to drop so yeah guess the race of paula what was her name uh pauline potter it's a big white bra yeah all right. You want to guess the race of her man then? He would like to. Okay. If it would have been if it had been over in America, it would have been a little skinny, you know, black dude. But this was over in England, so that's white on white crime. I actually just wanted to hear you say that. Um, all right, chat room, <laughs> chat room. What is the race of uh, Pauline, the uh, world's heaviest woman at one time? Let's see here. One who was featured in HBO's Real Sex, Biscuit Dough White. But her partner is black because you got to have a long dick to get through that fat. And black men love fat, black, fat white women, says Popson. <laughs> one who listens to Kenny, him. one who listens to Kenny G while jogging. Harry Potter, while jogging. 
What? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> are you jogging? I, I love Kim and Z. I guess in general. Ain't jogging you. Well, I guess he's talking in general. I don't think this lady's doing a lot of jogging. Mm-hmm. Harry Potter's auntie. Bleach, jogging to the fridge. Bleach, <laughs> bleach white whale. Cream cheese and lard eater. Fish belly white. Well, looks like everybody went with white on this one. You guys are all right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, the, Britain's youngest... Youngest mother insisted getting pregnant at 12 after a one night stand was the smartest thing I ever did. Because hey, she talking about her. Because she's now a size six and can go clubbing with her friends. So you hear that, ladies? <laughs> Looks like Dark Hater had it wrong. Being a hood rat is the life. And be back to a size six in no time, clubbing all night. Oh. Uh, and. <laughs> Uh, is she gonna be six size six with a baby strapped on her side at the club? I don't know. A woman who has become who became Britain Britain's youngest mother after a one night stand at the age of twelve says she has no regrets about becoming a teen mom. Uh, wonder whatever happened to the dude. Anyway, in fact, Amy Crowhurst advocates having children early as she admits that at age twenty two she now has the freedom to meet mates and go clubbing with my mom babysits. Yeah, um, the reason why you think that's the bomb, because your mama didn't make your ass sit down and end your life off of your child. <laughs> Amy said, Amy, who was benefits, who is on benefits and living in a council house, told this week's Closer magazine, having kids young was the smartest thing I ever did. Um, she added, when I see girls I went to school with having babies now, I'm so glad I got it out the way. They'll be at home. <laughs> up in in the night for the next 10 years plus they're fat and i'm a size six i miss school but i could catch up and i appreciate it more oh my god i might be stupid amy amy fell pregnant in 2002 when she was just 12 after having sex with a 15-year-old boy she barely knew she gave birth to a son alfie when she was 13 and dropped out of school to care for him she said at the time, I know I was stupid, but I'm not that bothered. Of course, I wish it never happened, but it's too late now. At age 16, she moved out of the house. She shared with her mom and eight siblings to council flats, uh, to a council flat of her own. Although she hadn't been in a relationship with Alfie's father since her son was born, uh, they've had an on-off reconciliation in 2005, which led to her falling pregnant again. Damn. At age 16, she gave birth to her daughter. Uh, she didn't remain in contact with her children's father and admits for a period she struggled to cope as a single mom. And, uh, yeah. So, anyway, guess the race of Amy. See-through. See-through? Opaque? Transparent. <laughs> you, transparent. So, you have yes. no, no, you can't even guess this one. It's too tough. Nah, she's oh, she ivory. Fuck that shit. Yo, she's white. White, hell. going with white. All right, let's see what the chat room thinks. 12-year-old that gets pregnant and says, this is the way to live in Britain. All right, chat room. What race is she? Um, 5 a.m. dog walker who picks up dog poop even when no one's around. Soon that's white. A liquid paper spitter, white. Irish. That's pretty specific, but that is still white. So I'm going to go with that. All right, well. The chat room says white. Larry says white. The correct answer is white. And and you know what? Maybe this is just me, and I'm going to keep this real. Huh, mama? Ain't shit. 
I'm sorry. That nigga Darth Vader had that shit right. No, and no, and the and the reason why I'm saying this is because because the father is black. No, oh, no, okay, because she is she, she's glorifying being pregnant at a young age because she really didn't take the responsibility of the child. Seemed like her mama stepped in and stripped her of a lot of the responsibilities of a child until she moved out. Yeah, and and and, and it's it's like. When she moved out, that's when she was like, "Well, being a single mom was hard." Yeah, it's, it was always hard, but you didn't realize it till you got older. And it's nothing to glorify to a child to, to for a child to say, "I know that you can't add, multiply, divide, spell your name yet, but but go ahead and have these kids." That makes no sense to me. All right, last story for guess the race. See if Larry can go one hundred percent. I know Larry been on it. Huma, Louisiana. Huma, Louisiana. It's not too often that people call the police for assistance after being duped during an illegal transaction. However, it does ha- it does happen, and in this case, it landed both men involved in behind bars. That's right. Got to guess the race of both men. The Huma Police Department reports that on Saturday, July seventh at eight at about eleven a.m., they were sent out to a call about a man who was harassing people for money and threatening them with a screwdriver. The suspect, Keith Ross, 50, was issued a summons for aggravated assault and was released. Shortly thereafter, police were called to a motel on New Orleans Boulevard where they spoke spoke to the complainant, Edward Parr, 43. He claimed to to the police that Ross had sold him fake drugs and fled with his $100. He he said that Ross had... A hundred dollars worth. Ross had sold him a bag full of shaved bits of soap, and not the crack, oh. and not the crack he was intending to purchase. Ah. Son of a bitch! <laughs> <laughs> Why would you to the furthest extent of the law? That's fully clean. Fuck this, dog. I always <laughs> wish I had it the moment on camera that they realize it's not crack. <laughs> so Their facial expressions are probably priceless. <laughs> I would, I would pay per view an hour of that. Honest to God. <laughs> Like, I paid like $50 for just an hour of crackheads being like, the fuck is this? Oregano and soap and shit. <laughs> smoking, smoking soap. Like, why am Bubbles I not, coming out of their nose. why am I not getting high and why does it smell like ivory in here? Oh man. I would, I would love that shit. Uh huh. Right. So, uh, Parr was then, Parr was then arrested for a conspiracy to purchase crack cocaine. So they arrested the dude who called. Ross was relocated and arrested for distribution of fake crack cocaine and theft. Ah, I can't believe. Cocaine. Yeah, I can't believe that's a law. Fake crack cocaine is yes, awesome. Yes, if you're going to sell, sell the real <laughs> shit. If you're going to sell crack, it better be the real shit, motherfucker. <laughs> okay, we're playing no games out here. You should get more time for fake. <laughs> you should. For cheat for cheating people. Yes, you should. Like fake crack cocaine? Oh, that's going to, we have to throw the book that's out. That's going to cost you, sir. Theft, he also got charged with theft under $300, and this time was taken to the jail. Ross was additionally charged with public intimidation after police said he made threats of what he would do upon his release. <laughs> it's like, I'm going to fuck that dude up. Of course. <laughs> they, they was like, Got me Sir, smelling all good and shit. I don't give a damn about smelling good. I want to get high. No, no, no. That was the drug dealer. Oh, the drug dealer. Who was threatening, he was threatening the guy who called. Soap dealer. So let's guess the race. That's right, soap dealer. Uh, for Jonathan and Jonathan. 
Let's go. I'm gonna go. Um, I'm gonna go. Dealer Black, um, Addict White. All right. So Edward Parr White and Kenneth Ross was black. All right. Let's check the chat room. Um, gotta guess the race of the crackhead and the drug dealer. Crackhead is white. Drug dealer is black. Says Delfrano. Poo poo platter server and marriage arranger cow worshiper. Uh, so Asian and, and white and Indian. Oh, Indian? No, Indian. Yeah. Oh, okay. Asian and Indian. Felt five. You're so off. Uh, Dil- <laughs> Diller is a simple coon, says Popson. Okay. Uh, and the the person that did it was one who wears overall while being nude underneath white. Okay. Um. All right. Cool. Well, the correct answer is Larry ain't got it, man. A hundred percent. I know. Oh, I th- is he the first one hundred percent? No, I think we had a few, but you know, I had a couple years. It's been a few. But Larry took care of business, though. Yeah, I mean, we, as we, I thought he would. We got to we got to put uh, uh, sketch your name on the wall, sir. Yeah, we didn't I really. Take us the race so seriously. You should see me at work, like yo. I don't want to miss it. I get mad as shit when I miss it. Fuck. <laughs> do you Damn get? It, I thought I was racist enough. Do you get mad? Do you get mad at? <laughs> do you get mad at the guests who don't take it serious because they don't want to feel I racist? Do. I'm like, what the fuck you mean? <laughs> yeah. Fucking you know, Martian. Yo, you know what? Fuck you, man. Get off the show. <laughs> <laughs> this shit is not about throwing just bullshit in the air. You take this shit serious. That's oh. why I like when uh, what's his name, um, Bokeem. Yo, he, he gets that shit down to the, he was like, yeah, fat ass white woman with a black dude. Uh, Cause I know that area. I'm like, yes. That was, man. I, I want to win. That's still my, that's still my favorite guest of all time. Yes. We got to get him back on. Like literally, I almost didn't get the story out. Like I was just like, uh, Charlemagne, Illinois, where he's like, hold up. What? What, Charlemagne? Okay. All right. And then I went on and did like one paragraph and he was like, nope, it is this. And I was like, damn, how did he know? How did he know? He was on it. He was coupled. He was like, shit, that's fat Shirley. And, you know, and, uh, <laughs> I passed him the other day going to the store. <laughs> he, broke, he broke that shit down like CSI, man. Um, well, uh, thank you guys for listening to another Blackout Test podcast. Yes, thank you. Uh, well, I guess with Larian and Sarone Russell, who had to go. Make sure you check out his website, though. SaroneRussell.com. Of course, I will have the link up at the on the show notes and uh, on the website. Um, also, spot, check out our sponsor. Go to AdamandEve.com. Use the code TBGWT and make sure that you get yourself 50% off of one item. You get free shipping. You get free DVDs. You get free extra sensual gift. Take care of your vagina and your penis, people. Yes, sir. Or it won't take care of you. Don't be like Propecia. Appreciate your shit. Um, Only get one. Yeah, that's right. Make sure you go to iTunes. Fall off. I'm gonna pick it up and run away with it. <laughs> Make sure you go they to. They have I- some of those at at, uh, at uh, Adam and Eve. Make sure you. <laughs> make sure you go to you iTunes. Uh, make sure you go to iTunes and give us a five star review. Uh, make sure you email us to blackoutists at gmail.com. You can uh, call us 704-557-0186. Talk to us live Saturday or leave us voicemail throughout the week. Um, and leave comments on the page and stuff like that. Vote in the polls. You know what to do. Go to theblackoutists.com. Handle your business. Follow us on Twitter. I'm at Rodimus Prime. I'm um, Say That Again. That is in D-A-T. Sarome is at Sarome Russell. And um, Larian is at Larian. Very simple. L-A-R-I-O-N. 
follow me. I say nigga a lot. Essentially, I am the official nigga. Sometimes I clean up for the Black Eyed Tips fans. I'll change nigga to dude just because y'all, because I'm like, oh, they're like, I like this guy, but he says nigga a lot. Yeah. I'm going to say nigga a lot, but just for y'all, I'll say dude sometimes. Yeah, sometimes I mix it up, but that's just more of, you know, I like to mix it up, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, it's really not for I them. I, I like I to take the time to go, oh, God, I can't say nigga, uh, person, whatever. Yeah, I like to, I like to, you know, I like to use my niggas in the appropriate spaces, but yeah, you're mm-hmm. right. I could, I could definitely, cause you know what, if I don't mix it up, my sentences will sound like, man, this nigga is acting all niggerish up in this nigga. Hashtag, hashtag love and hip hop. They're like, what, what part were you talking about? (laughs) That is what love and hip hop sounds like. I found that that show, that show is mwah with ratchet. Yeah, I love me some Stevie J. I love another show. Right. <laughs> that's another three hours. Yes, right. that is it. I love it. Hey, I'll say this to close it off. I love me a black man that gets his love advice from Benzino. That's all you need to know. CDJ, <laughs> yo. Yes. The sexual expression in God. <laughs> he looked like a grown ass little B, man. For real. <laughs> like, that's what little B gonna look like when he like 40, dog. Uh, all right man shout out to the chat room of course Uh, um until next time i love you you too baby Better math, your boy a good look, but she my better half. I'm already bossing, already flossing, but why I had a cake if it ain't got the sweet frosting? Yeah, 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 yeah. Keeping me on my A game without having the same name. They may flame, but shorty we burn it up. The sag in my swag, pep in my step. Daddy do the Gucci, mommy and Giuseppe's. Yes, it's a G thing. Whenever we swing, I'ma need Coretta Scott if I'm going be king. I'm a movement by myself, but I'm a force when we're together. Mommy, I'm good up by myself. Come around, I clean up nice Dynamic duo, Batman Robin Whoever don't like it, it's Batman problem And when I feel like I'm tired Mommy be taking me higher I'm on fire But shorty, we burn it up I'm a movement by myself But I'm a force when we're together Mommy, I'm good up by myself
you can find a woman like a soldier holding it down. And she treats me like a dog, watches for the hit. Checks where I go, even watches who I'm with. The right when I'm wrong, so I never slip. Show me how to move, that's why I never trip. And baby girl, you so major, they should front page ya. God bless the parents who made ya. Middle finger, anybody who hate the way we burn it up.